Alright, I'm going to send out the Tweeterino. And then I'm going to press the live button. I the live arena? The live arena button. Let me open up the chatterino. Ch open up the chatterino. Uh, What's wrong, Arino? I want some Tostinos. Tostino Arino. Watching some Game Center CX for Arino Arino. Fuck, I almost Fuck. We're fucking dumb. <laughs>
on your on your belly now? Or are you gonna like go try that in the mirror sometime? I feel like I probably did mm. when I was very when I was much much younger. Mm. I feel like that that felt that image felt like it wrung something mm. out of out of like deep out of the deep memory. Might have been like a, a, like, a, like a buried inside out memory orb. Oh shit. We are, we are like the movie inside out. Yeah, just, just use the morphogenetic field to go find it. All you got to do, find the, that memory. Oh, we got two, 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 just like equally, completely esoteric pulls. Obviously, <laughs> actually, I feel like that one probably. I feel like the morphogenetic field one actually probably yeah. landed for our audience better. Yeah, I think that like if anybody's gonna get a morphogenetic field joke, it'll at least be the two or three people that listen to this show. It'll be the if game of the year the and game of the decade lists have been any indication. I think we're fine. The people that put all three Danganronpa games in the top ten for the got decade <laughs> could list. probably be. Yeah, we're probably they probably in the know clear. they probably know their way around a morphogenetic field. Yeah, yeah, they might they might just gotta pull that data right on out of the cloud. It's just basically the cloud for your brain, really. There you go, and then you I use mean, it to solve Sudoku's. Exactly, that's what I would use it for. I pulled. I pulled. Remember when I, you played nine 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 and you fucking hated it? Yeah, like I the, the first time I played nine nine nine, I do specifically remember just like I it, I was just not in the mood. Like and yep. I and I kept playing and it, that was again that's something Working that mistake. I've only like in the last year or so gotten to the point to where it's just like if I'm not feeling this, I need to just pull back, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something I did not do back then, and it almost cost me. Uh, getting into Kataru Uchikoshi's work, uh, and I think that's yeah. a tragedy. Five games later, and it's like oh, it shit, almost I made me this. dislike that's an so East cool. game. Like, okay, it almost Man. made me... <laughs> the East Eight one was crazy. The I don't East... like the combat in this. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. So, like, I, I like again, valuable lesson learned. If you ain't feeling it, just go mm-hmm. do something else. It's fine. You don't have to be part of any zeitgeist. You ain't impressing nobody. Fuck the zeitgeist. Fuck the zeitgeist. That's wi- that's wisdom. There it is. It is. That's what people come to this show for. Just the grains of wisdom. Like the the the, yep. <laughs> the truth wisdom would be dropping on that ass. Just unheard of. Rhett. Hey. Hey. Talk about something. Am I, am I okay? Man. Hmm. I finished the thing. Uh, I'm going right back to where I was last week. Oh, we're just like the, the continuation. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Oh, One God, month has passed. How, how, what, that's amazing, though. Like, it's been a month. It's is, been a month, and this is still. And it's still it's still in your craw. I finished Trails of Cold Steel 3. <laughs> Boy, that's a big one. I probably did it like a week after the podcast. Yep. Because I had that whole last chapter, basically, mm-hmm. that goes for a while. And then. <laughs> Kind of staring at the wall for another three weeks. <laughs> and then the, like, like post, like people think that we joke about post trails depression, but it is a real thing for people that get it. Like I know not everybody does, but like yeah. when you finish a trails game and you just like you just kind of have to peel your take take a couple of weeks to peel yourself off the ground. Yeah, because everything's gonna bounce off for a little while. Hmm. I think after a zero, I, po- I posted like move over post trails depression. It's time for post trails bliss. Yeah, <laughs> I, right, right. So this one was really good, obviously, mm-hmm. but like yeah. the post trails depression this time was more like I have never played a game this I, maybe not never, but I 
have not invested so heavily into a game for like I so I did the math. I have like 120 hours in this game and I beat it in like under a month. It ended up being that I had the game running to some degree on Steam four and a half hours every day. Yeah. Even though I have a full time job. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like it was a lot. Yeah. It was like 100% of my free time. That is a lot of video game. So it really was just like peeling myself off the floor. Like, okay, time to do something else. Time to become a new, a completely different person now. Yeah. Who I've been for the last month. That hobby, that hobby that you've been putting 100% of your time into. It's gone. The book, the book has slammed shut for now. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could either do something the fuck else, which is obviously what I did, or you could just go buy Cold, Cold Steel 4. <laughs> which you just did, by the way. I saw that. Oh, I know. I'm not getting I'm not getting to that until after Xenoblade. Because uh, at this point, I would have to do like five hours a day to beat that before Xenoblade at this point. Yeah, yeah. Xenoblade <laughs> like there was is just, only, what, 27 days away or something? It's the 29th, so oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, it's close. Like, that's like. Funny. Like I'll definitely finish the other thing before then. Maybe mm-hmm. have time for some shorter things, but not not the longest Cold Steel game apparently. No. But yeah, the the ending of that game, Jesus oh, Christ. It goes. It's like I said something to John earlier. It's like you think these long-running series they have rules and like a rhythm to them that they can't shock and surprise you. <laughs> mhm. Especially in Trail's case of playing like eight or nine of them chronologically, mm-hmm. like three Trails games, two cold, two cross spells. <laughs> yeah, this is game eight. <laughs> like this is game eight. Mm-hmm. I know your game. I know how these go, and this one plays it so straight right until like the last <laughs> half hour. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> and I I realize that saying that is kind of a spoiler, which sucks for Don. But hey, maybe you'll forget. Okay, okay. And and also yeah. by the time you see what the fucking bullshit they pull at the end of one and two also <laughs> is <laughs> like you'll still think oh they can't get me that bad again and not then, possible and can't then, get me. And- you can't get me a second time or a third time you want fourth time you definitely won't get me oh, i Falcon. don't even want to know what the hell happens in fourth so so here's the thing the way one ended i still saw a way for that series to continue and like how shit was gonna get unfucked in cold yeah, steel too yeah i don't know how cold steel 4 <laughs> opens i truly don't like it's my main real predi- fucked they got some problems to work out yeah. right now <laughs> big big problems like my main guess would that be would that cold steel 4 would open as us playing as someone not playable at all in three like no one mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single character is really unscathed at the end of this one. <laughs> we are just playing like, as trauma. We are just going to play as the living oh embodiment God. of trauma for a few hours. We kind of did that. We kind we made kinda, the, where the whole game was the living embodiment yeah, of trauma. They, they've kind of done that yeah, one. The dungeon that. is. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> well, the dungeon was trauma. Now the playable character. Now is the trauma. playable character. You just get a character. It is named Trauma. It is just a, a, a an amorphous blob, and you just kind of slither your way all around Erebonia. It's 
Cold Steel 4 opens and it's just Reen in a chair and it's Xenoblade. Uh, <laughs> the Xeno, Xenogears? Xeno yeah, Xenogears does too. <laughs> it's just a visual I, novel for the first three hours. Yeah. Why did you it do it, Reen? <laughs> just interrogating him and his trauma. <laughs> it opens with Reen in a chair and it's um, Cloud in the <laughs> in the wheelchair for five hours in Final Fantasy VII where he just can't talk. Yeah, oh my like, god. Xenogios. Uh, <laughs> Xenogios. <laughs> yeah, it's like feel like you could have a five hour discussion about that game and then another five hour discussion about like the last half hour. Yeah, about like what are the implications? Oh, Jesus Christ. And just that when they, the writing hits. When the writing hits, it's like uh-huh. other games. Are you even trying? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like that was the my thing with Zero is like okay, a bunch of this is them kind of following that rhythm, like you said. Yeah, and then they just have that like little handful of of, be- of beats with the one character <laughs> where it's like we're just going to go that much harder, that little bit harder than any other RPG out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's so so that this game still sticks in your heart forever. Yeah. I know. I wish maybe they did those parts a little more, but it's like mm-hmm. they're also bouncing very long games. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Cold Steel 3 is kind of amazing to me because it is like this hundred hour RPG and there are just so many plot threads going on, like so many character arcs and just stuff mm-hmm. happening where I think it does lose like focus a bit like yeah. it's not like it is not like a 10 hour rpg that it like does one thing extremely well it's this grand epic that is eighth in a saga third in this specific <laughs> sub franchise mm-hmm. with like a literal cast of like 100 characters at this yeah. point like yeah. so obviously it loses a bit of that focus yeah but mm. then when they really want to hit they hit hard yeah when they when they when they push the, the characters out that aren't necessarily super important right now and de- yeah. drill down into the, the core of what's what mm-hmm. matters in the characters that are very important. Oh boy! Yeah. Hold oh on! Boy. Hold on! And then when this game has the weight of all the others behind it, mm-hmm. where they're involving characters, you know... Oh yeah! That, that you know and the love... The things that you've been waiting for since you started Cold Steel starts happening. Yeah, just like seeing all this happen and like characters like, oh, that have been like around. This is this is a world spanning event now, and we, yeah. we're we're going to absolutely show you that it is. Everyone is here. Yep. <laughs> just clap, clap, clap. clap. They, they shows up. Clap, uh, clap, 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 clap. I, I so that's one of those things where I think this game feels a little unfocused and cheesy. Is like the number of times <laughs> did I talk about this last time? Where like Probably. number of time when. Either villain monologues from a cliffside <laughs> yeah. so that you can't reach them, or hero drops down from a cliffside to save you at the last moment from some villains. And then you've got what I call the Falcom pan, which where you yeah. pan the camera <laughs> up and around and you get your name. Oh my gosh, can see it in my head. Yep. Like <laughs> the character has their hand like on their chest, they've got their eyes closed, the nameplate pops up, and they start with yeah. well, well, well. It another th- another real cheesy thing in this game. Were you going to say something, John? 
Even in, even in Zero, where like every, between every chapter, it, you'll have like two characters just like standing on a cliffside, yeah. looking oh, yeah. and going like, "Hmm, like now things are getting interesting." And then oh they, yeah, they do that too. Like so characters that, that happens in Cold Steel One as well, where like mm-hmm. you'll just be going between locations on a train, and there will just be villain on a cliffside in yeah. the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> this gigantic empty field like these powerful characters just standing there with their arm, arms crossed like oh uh, yes there goes reen on a train things okay. are going according to plan yeah All according to Keikaku. the wheels are in motion oh god i live for this shit it's so much but that's how it's almost like that's how they lull you into a false sense of security yeah. is where these games have this rhythm mm-hmm. and like the, a way of going about things Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's villains in this one that don't play as nice as Ooh, yeah. you're used to. Yeah. Like, I think the the Ouroboros faction has kind of a ch- charming anime villain yeah, vibe like, to them. Yeah, absolutely. They're dangerous and they're obviously up to some fuck shit. But like, yeah. oh, those little scamps looking. Oh, they got me again. Oh, those those chewy fucks. Ah, darn it. Yeah. And then what if you just have some villains that are just like, oh, we just actually want to kill you and yeah. rule the world. We, <laughs> yeah. We're just, yeah. We're just actually like for real evil. And like even Ouroboros is like, oh, man, wh- what the fuck is that? <laughs> you are fucked up. The zero, is, the zero villain that the that the Ouroboros people are like, whoa, that's fucked. Yeah, basically yeah, that, but like yeah, even worse. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yes. There's yeah, there's tons of factions in like, this as well. Evil is like, so bad that Ouroboros is like, oh, we're gonna go extinguish that for you. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, that's choice. Yeah. I think I was gonna say something two minutes ago, but I forgot, so. Ah, sorry. Yeah, so this game's really good. It plays very well, and then it rips your soul out right at the end. Very <laughs> okay, good. I remember when I started this one, I was very intent. I'm only going to play three this time because when I played one, I w- I knew two was probably going to have to yeah. chase it immediately mm-hmm. because I'd already heard that those games are kind of one bigger story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A game split in half. I thought three was going to be kind of more standalone. I don't know why I thought <laughs> that. I'm a dummy. <laughs> Polly and Iffy were just like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see how this one treats you, especially yeah. since you don't plan, especially since you don't plan on playing four right away afterwards. Yeah, and yeah. Like, me and Iffy that whole <laughs> time were just, we were having a laugh, extremely ominous. Oh, just <gasps> fucking uh, funny. It, it probably... leaves you in a place. It leaves you in a place. <laughs> real, real month for games tearing your soul out, huh? Right? Yeah. I've kind of committed at this point. This is the year of Cold Steel. I'll probably play four after Xenoblade 3. That's going to be... There's just just no other way out. You're going to have quite the year to look forward to. I cannot wait to see end of the... I cannot wait to see Game of the Year this year. It it sounds like it's going to be That's going to be a weird one, especially if I don't group them. Yeah. Because I don't don't feel like grouping them right now. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I did kind of cheat with when I did... With one and two. uh, Like, like I did that too. Like, when when, when Trails made my... uh, my initial game of the year list with one in SC is I just grouped them and I think I put them at two. I grouped first chapter, second chapter, and third. And the third. Like, dude, just like do it. And then they lost to Wandersong. Wandersong is an amazing piece of work. <laughs> Wandersong is pretty fucking good. 
or or I, loses to fate, yeah. depending or on the list. Mm. I think Wander Song was that pure, you know, fifteen hour. Yeah, does one yeah. thing the entire th- time extremely well. Whereas the Trails trilogy was like, hey, here's a whole lot more to chew on, but it's not as focused. Not as focused, mm. but when it does, I think oh I think boy. FC I think FCSE was my number one that yeah. year. I think yeah. that's the it. And the third hit me even harder. That was just a crazy year. Oh, that was yeah. a crazy year. Like, I don't think Falcom is capable of making a better game because in a way, I think third probably is the most most focused with. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. They go stuff. so hard into the characters because they clearly just enjoy and love those characters yeah. as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're mm-hmm. writing yeah. those characters as fans um, and, you know, putting them where oh, they need to be. it's a fan game. It's a fan game. I mean, you, it, it you feels can skip like that one. one. Third feels like a fan game with the way a lot of Dojin games are made. It feels like it was made with that spirit, at least. I could actually see that, yeah. Yeah, I think I even compared it like RPG RPG Maker stuff. The way they have those like hour-long episodes Mm -hmm. tucked throughout. I I do remember it was its own little indie game. When I saw what the like the dungeon concept for that one was, I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" And then got super into the dungeon crawling in that one. Because that type of dungeon setup is the very reason I did not like East Origin very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, no, you're doing that again. I'm out. And then, oh, no, this is the best one. I still can't believe somebody <laughs> tried to tell me that it was just a side story that you don't need. Oh, my, oh, God. my fucking God. Again, that view is so... That happens every single time we bring it up. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's still, it's so increased, wild. to me, is increasingly funny where there are a bunch of Trails Third references in Cold Steel 3. Yep. Like it just keeps coming back. Yeah, it's a very important step in that saga. Mm-hmm. Like more concretely than first chapter and second chapter, where third was the one where they were like, you we could are see sewing, their eyes looking ahead towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we are sewing pieces of this world together now. Like the first two are kind of like to jump you into this world and to get you mm-hmm. into the mindset of what we're building. Third feels like all right. Now we are actually building the world. Beyond yeah. this little uh, this little place yeah. that we're already in, um, yeah. it's like how people say that you can just skip Fantasy Star three, but then there's tons of references in four. Oh, like you <laughs> need the whole experience. But no, you you don't. I, mean, <laughs> I know I know, Be- I know Beepner recently tried to go back to Fantasy Star three, and it sounded it sounded miserable. Sounded like the worst mm. possible time anybody could have. <laughs> I did not. I did skip that one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's if even the there in the chat. It was. <laughs> if even completionist John skipped Fantasy Star three, I think one, two, and four is a real good trilogy. I tell you, uh, there you go. Very weirdly named trilogy, kind of like Devil May Cry one, three, it's, it's four, one, three, two, and, and then the climactic game ended the millennium. Yeah, weird, huh? There you go. It's like oh, Persona yeah. three, four, and five. They only made three of them. <laughs> yes, it's a weird name, a weird numbering convention, but sure, you know. Final Fantasy, pretty... two, Final Fantasy 2, 3, and 7? Another solid run? Oh, God. I love 5 too much, y'all. Sorry. I know we I know we argued about that one. Replayed it was like, I, I completely cherish this. This is so good. Anyways, that's my Cold Steel Journey 4 now. It's it's we Cold Steel Journey 4 now. 4 now. You've reached the rest. What? You've reached the rest stop along the highway. Uh, things are looking a little I dire. I've reached <laughs> the blackness of the abyss. You've reached the dark. The, the dark middle chapter has finally been reached. Really? 
this truly is the dark middle chapter. Mm. Fuck. That says a lot for this series. They did such a good I, job uh, in Cold Steel 3, though, of getting you used to that new... Uh, and, and making you care about that new Class 7, though. Yeah. That's the thing that consistently I'm, astonished me, is how much I really liked the new Class 7. When that first mm-hmm. that first fucking cast of characters is so strong, and you bring yeah. in an entirely new cast and call them the new Class 7. Um, and, and also, so like... dangerous. And the new Branch Campus students. I found myself just loving the new Branch, branch Campus students. I always wanted to know yeah. what the fuck they were up to. Like, that shit was just spot on. Guys, guess got- what? We are a Falcom fanboy podcast. <laughs> it's true. I remember I tra- talked to, like, everyone I possibly could in third. Mm-hmm. Or not third. Three. Cold three. And when I was like, oh, I got their second journal entry, but I don't have the first one. What the mm. fuck? I was like mad every time. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't talk to them the first time you were supposed to. I, But I swear I talked to everybody a lot for real. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. Like, some of them are really specific. Like, oh, in between this side mission, talk to him yeah, on the rooftop over here. It's really dumb trying to get all of them. You've got you have to follow a guide. To, to, in order yeah. to fill all that shit out, because nah. people are like, "Oh, you don't have to follow a guide this time," because they mar- they do mark hidden side quests. They do, on yeah. The map. Yeah, like the map in general is a lot more useful now. Yeah, but it's specific. Just random NPC dialogue can go into the journal. Yeah, and then you know you don't get a hundred percent completion, which doesn't frigging matter for the overall no, it, story. It doesn't. But... It doesn't at all. It's just like if you like that flavor, you want to yeah. find out. If you want to find out what barrels up to. <laughs> Wait. Barrel's in there. He talked to her a few times. Wasn't she in... She's in... She's, from the, ori- she's from the original... Yeah, but I'm just using as an example. What about Fisherman, how about Fisherman I, Lloyd? Leona. I don't remember Leona. Lloyd. A lot of good characters. I, I think I missed Barrel in 3 is what I'm saying, oh, though. Oh, no! She seemed important in two. I'm like, oh, what are you up to? And then, and, oh, never... you're just, you're just, a, you're a silly girl, aren't you? <laughs> oh no, she knows the truth. Mm. She's gonna, she unmask, was right all along. She's gonna unmask the grandmaster. She is the grandmaster. That would be great. Oh, I, I like, could, I like that one and be. Dorothy, uh, the reporter from <laughs> the original <laughs> series games, as being the grandmaster. It's actually Nanako from Persona Four as the grandmaster of Ouroboros. Goddamn. <laughs> That's my new light novel. The the grandmaster of all evil is a high school girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Move, moving on. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I read that was that was. I love hearing the evolving journey. I'm very glad that Cold Steel is hitting you so well because I I remember like it seems like like two minutes ago you were like all right I'm gonna think I'm gonna start Cold Steel one. And then, that was like no, that was November. It's not <laughs> been a bit of a journey. Yeah. It's that's. That's very that's that's quick for um yeah. for three sixty to hundred hour RPGs, <laughs> I think. Well, when you just blaze through them in a month each or so. And like what <sighs> the fuck else are you gonna do right now? Yeah, that's I I do remember now. Cold Seal One was my I don't like video games anymore. Pull the bandage off. This is the only thing I give give a shit about is continuing. <laughs> break break glass. Break glass. In case of emergency. Yeah, yeah, emergency glass. And then Cold Steel One is a very, very slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> but once you get past that one, it's it's the one I'm like, this one's maybe kind of not great. Yeah. When you, oh, yeah, gotcha. just you know, once you get past that first eighty-hour RPG, then it gets good. Well, see, that's the thing. If I don't, I am weirded out when people start with that one. Mm-hmm. 
for me when it's the what is it the sixth game yeah you're then i feel it's a little more understandable to be like oh, this one's kind of not hitting as hard are, are they kind of running out of steam and then nope no they're not <laughs> nope they're not like i think the overall structure of three is just a much better cold steel one mm. nifty it, like there's a lot of repetition in one of this like okay now you do your branch campus stuff now do the dungeon under the school mm-hmm Starting with the Cold Steel one's so sad to me. And I know a lot of people do it because it's the one that's like 3D it's and it's immediately new. available. You know? Yeah. It was on the PlayStation and not, you know, Steam or the PSP. Yeah. yeah. Um, so John. Do you <laughs> you got any games that ripped your soul out at the end? <laughs> um I've got a game that ripped my soul out of the end in a good way and a game that drained my soul out in the way ooh, at the end in a bad ooh, way. Oh. Let's do the let's do the good way and then do the bad way next time. We got a twofer. Okay. Well So regardless, uh, you just uh, have let, no soul. Let John let John do whichever way he wants. Yeah, let's okay. do the let's let's do the good one in a bit. Let's do the bad one first. The okay. bad one, I started Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep like a day before the last podcast. Oh no. Oh, and no. <laughs> it's it's uh-oh. So ju- I'm going to kind of burn this pretty quick because I don't think that these games are worth talking about very long. <laughs> um, um, I Which is surprising most- because I swear to God, watching you over Twitter, like I felt like it was clicking. It just felt like, I don't know, it felt like it was working for you. I don't know. Well, this me, is so weird. Let me tell you, I mean, let me tell you this. The I had the most, outside of Chain of Memories, I had the most fun with the fighting in this one that I have in any other Kingdom Hearts okay. games. And it's because I just deliberately did like challenge restrictions. I was like, no, oh. I'm going to beat all these bosses without using healing magic or the shot lock or D links, um, which basically, basically it's like no healing and then no like free damage was the idea. Right. Um, all the magic is, tr- has like um, delays on using it. You make yourself vulnerable when you're using it. Um, all your attacks have, have, but your physical attack has a shorter delay, but you have to be right up close to use it. Um, so once you do that, it's honestly like really robust as an action game. Mm. Um, there's a couple bosses, all final, the, the, there's a couple final bosses that are just like, actually, fuck you. All three, all three roots, <laughs> final bosses, um, say, mm, fuck you actually just a little bit. I, I, I still barely beat, um, Aqua's completely under those restrictions but it was really hard because the boss has one attack where it just zips across the field instantly with no startup oh. <laughs> and i just kind of worked out a timing where i would just be constantly cartwheeling around <laughs> and i would and it would just always activate during my iframes and i'd be like okay cool <laughs> um and then the other bosses the other two bosses i had to beat using um uh the shot lock which um. just because the the Ventus's boss has like a really, really fucking cool Sonic Adventure ass second phase where you're like floating in space and you you're you de-link with him. So the mechanic you're using with everyone else in the whole game, you're suddenly linked with the final boss using his attacks against him, and you do the the lasers, and there's a little quick time event where you're pushing your lasers at each other. It's it's fucking awesome. Um it's also really hard, and I kept and I died like six times on it. Mm. Um and then the shot lock was the only way I could do it consistently. Um, so I, I just like all three routes have really dope final bosses. Um, especially, I mean, vent 
Aquas is maybe a little bit lamer, but it is still pretty dope. And then Terra's is awesome, and Ventus's is awesome, and they're both like cool climaxes to like a ten hour thing. And it was nice having those cool climaxes like every ten hours instead of you know play a thirty hour game and then have a good ending like Kingdom Hearts one and two, um, or Kingdom Hearts one really. Um, <laughs> so like. I, I there's a couple bosses where I could not time like shooting Firaga at them at all. Like I mm. just couldn't figure out, I couldn't, they, they did not leave any openings for me to um, use a spell. So I just fought them with the sword and nothing else. <laughs> and it felt like a, it felt like a fighting game. It felt like I was just like, I was like, I was monitoring like my spacing between me and the boss. I was mm. like, exactly but, aware of my timing my iframes um exactly aware of when i could when i could safely hit them and i'd be like one keyblade attack one keyblade attack two keyblade attack and then cut back without finishing the combo because i know if i go for three i'll leave myself open for them right. to do one of their six attacks that'll hit, hit me <laughs> and then combo me to death instantly um so like all of this is really easily mitigated using like the cure magic and all that. Um, I think chain of memories is the only one that's really fun. Um, just playing it as, as built. Um, cause that game's just hard as fuck. Uh, and, and it's got really cute systems. Um, but I feel like if I played, um, two this way, I would, I would also have a ton of fun. Cause that game has a lot of really wild bosses. I think this is just kind of an expansion of a lot of the ideas they did in two. Um, so I think the devil may cry light fighting that they kind of introduced into and expanded here and are probably going to keep expanding is really cool and fun. And the beat up stuff, just killing heartless always feels good in every game, just mm. running around pure brain candy. It's always easy. You're just killing heartless and it feels great that everything, like the way that your the sword impacts the enemies, the way experience and money explodes out of them, the way you level up and it has like a big, thing popping up in the corner. It all feels fantastic. Mm. Um, and I, honestly, I almost started <laughs> Dream Drop Distance right after God. this. I was just like, I could really go for Killing More Heartless, actually. <laughs> feels so fucking good. Um, this one had by far the most absolutely nothing story of any of the games uh. so far. Like, it, it's, it's, it's bleak. <laughs> Um, but is it bleak in a different way from the one that was explicitly bleak? But that one is like him trying to is like Namura trying to do a key VN. And yeah. it's like and it's pretty okay and it gives you some stuff to chew on. This one is just has very little going on. You do not you I just did not give a shit about any of the new characters. They're all complete nothing burgers. Aqua, it, Ventus, and Terra. Uh, just nothing. They gave me nothing. No threads to connect to. The only fun characters are Xenort is is legit pretty fun. He's like just a scheming old man. He always walks hunched over with his arms behind his back. Mm. Um, is he introduced then, in this one? He is introduced in this one, actually. Oh, so this is actually the most important one. <laughs> yep. This is a prequel to... Um, oh, right, right, to, right. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they say Xehanort's name and two, um, they, they refer to him like, oh, this is before, this is before he became, became Ansem and did all this stuff. Um, but this is where you get introduced to his original, original form, basically. Um, hey, Siren. Um, it's good ambiance. And I then, think. 
And then, v- what what do you say? It's good ambiance, I think. Wakes people up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, Vinitas is so fucking fun. He's voiced by Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. And he's just having a blast being an absolute evil scumbag. It's great. Yeah, that, that like, is a performance that I have always heard uh, be very, very praised. It sounds like somebody actually really just having a shit ton of fun with that performance. He's having so much fun. Compared to all three of the main characters, who are just <laughs> nothing. They even have Mark Hamill voicing the Jedi Master. And and even he is just kind of doing. They just can't do anything with him. It sucks. Uh, um, the I feel like I thought that they were. I thought that they were going to do ten, three, ten hour routes with each of these characters, and each of them would have like pretty neat, cool climaxes, and then you'd have a really big Sonic Adventure true end. And they oh, don't. No. They have like a 20 minute teaser for the next game. Oh, oh and it's 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 nothing. It is not the true end. There's no true end here. There are three. You're playing three games and all three games are just playing out the same climax at the end. But from different perspectives, you are literally you're in. They're all in the same place. Mm-hmm. They just have different like final final fights. Like one of them is you're fighting like Ventus is fighting inside his own heart, fighting Vanitas inside his own heart. Aqua is fighting Vanitas outside. And then Terra is just doing whew, his whole thing uh, with Xehanort. Um, there's a legit, very nice twist with Terra that I liked a lot. Um, it's, it's cool. It's a cool like shonen plot explosion because mm-hmm. all of these threads come together in a cool way. It is not enough for a 30 hour game it sounds it like they, like if this maybe would have been like all of those campaigns but and then the whole thing been like 15 hours this could have been like a really cool yeah. zippy thing absolutely like that would have been, made that this, been fine that would have been great you could have made this the size of a devil may cry uh and yes. made that work absolutely a hundred percent i i fully i fully feel that way because because again it's it's the, I don't care about the characters, but if there if there wasn't like a lot of cutscenes and a lot of Disney worlds, and you didn't have to play through every Disney world with every character, um, they all get little pieces of the Disney story. So this character talks to Snow White. This character talks to um, Maleficent. This character does this. This character fights Maleficent outside in her normal form. This character fights Maleficent in her dragon form, and like it's cute. It's thirty hours long. <laughs> There's no story. There's no characters. And there could have been, if you would have done like this 15 hour thing, you could have packed a decent little story into that little chunk of time. Cause God, Devil May Cry does it. Yes. Like this is a Devil May Cry scoped story. Like, like that. They, I mean, if the character, it's like Devil May Cry, but all the characters just aren't having as much fun with the VA. Like the, they Devil May Cry doesn't do a ton doesn't do a ton because it, it keeps the the cutscene beats like pretty compact. You're not like getting a big, super in depth RPG dir- journey with Dante. You're just going through this awesome shonen set of set pieces, yeah. and then have like maybe one cool story sequence. Uh, and that's this is that. It's just that it's twice as long as it should be, which is every mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. All of them have to pack in all of this Disney shit. Um, and you can't help but feel it like that's kind of getting in the way. It's getting in the way with every single game, of course. Because like the, the I like think, I think like the, the the square Nomura stuff is 255 times more interesting. Despite the fact that I don't understand absolutely. a bit of it because I've not played these games. 
mm-hmm. feel like that stuff always like just looking at it and seeing people play those games like that stuff has always looked way more interesting to me than the fucking like here's a disney world here's disney characters yada yada japan loves yep. disney though so that's why you know i am definitely the other side where the i thought about buying kingdom hearts 3 just for the disney stuff <laughs> i have teetered, so miserable i have teetered on buying that fucking story so far collection for ps4 so many times oh, God. i'm just like i'm there i'm almost there i'm now nah, pull back for now the, the, yeah. here, here they have but here we have the story so far in kingdom hearts 3 and it's only 39 dollars I, I mean mm, that's uh, funny. maybe i, I <laughs> I mean, it's it's still these games are still only twenty to thirty hours by RPG standards. That's, that's, still, that's not too bad. Exactly, yeah. it's not like you're gonna blow a hundred hours per game. That's why I'm not feeling like hugely like existential crisis about all the time. I put I like oh no, I put one Cold Steel threes worth of time into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, like it, yeah, yeah. Like, the that's, way that's saying, it's time. thirty hours. So I'm like looking at my Steam for Cold Steel three says one hundred and eighteen and a half. <laughs> Brett's like, so you good, you good, homie. God. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. If this was a kingdom, if every single one of these was a king, was a Devil May Cry scoped story, then the amount of characterization and depth um, that they have going on would feel completely appropriate. Yeah. The stupid fucking key VN <laughs> 358 over two days story would land would feel great mm-hmm. in like a 10 to 15 hour game. Yeah. It would feel so like way more than you'd expect. It would feel like it, it would feel like much closer to like Kamiya scope in like how those stories land. And instead it is, it, it these could be like great action games. Um, but instead they're just very mediocre RPGs. Yeah. The sirens um, and, agree. Yeah. And the sirens agree. They're taking um, Kingdom Hearts away. Yeah, they're She's taking Kingdom Hearts away. Hauling away for various acts of police brutality. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've, I've got two more games left. Um, so is it Dream Drop in three? Yeah. Yep. I'm skipping the. Somebody to a, a friend told me, "Oh, you gotta play Recoded because it has like uh, my favorite story uh, beat in the game." Or watch the cutscenes. Just the idea watch of it. watching the idea of watching three hours of Kingdom Hearts cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> Is my personal hell. I would. I the would story is what you're here for, John. No, the, it's beating up Heartless. John just likes beating up Heartless. That's it. I just like beating up Heartless, and the stories would be again. They would be good if it in a, in an action game scope. They're just not because they all of these are like like Tara's whole thing is he's wrestling with the darkness inside of him. He's trying to be. He's being allured to the dark side. It's extremely Star Wars. It is painfully <laughs> Star Wars. This is the Star Wars prequels to, uh, like, it is Star Wars prequels fan fiction. This is the thing. They did one. One was great. Um, one was, I think, the one that Nomura was kind of most kept in check by. Like, there was the most, like, we have these other square people kind of yeah. making a thing. And then they, they're they going to make it, like, very normal. Maleficent's the big bad. And then they made it a little bit weird at the end. And it's tied very nicely together it's one good game um then they made chain of memories which was a prequel to two Mm -hmm. if you play it and are like and you haven't played two yet you're like that was a really great setting the stage for two that's awesome Mm -hmm. and they play two and two is kind of lame (laughs) like it's got some really 
fucking great um, set pieces at the end, mm-hmm. which would be great in a 15-hour action game. Um, but as as a 30-hour RPG, it does not pay off what it promises. Right. It doesn't do... It's not does not meet the trails level. It's not it's not <laughs> as good as Xeno. It doesn't get doesn't get you there. And then 358 over two days, it's like we're gonna try to kind of fill in some of the gaps, but it's not gonna really work. So they the had third- three games in a row that were this fucking org 13 story. And I was like, finally, they're gonna escape that and tell a new story that's not about fucking Sora. And then this is the one that's like completely nothing. <laughs> oh, this is the one that's oh, like geez. that that's so depressing. I was so excited for this one because I was like, this is if Kingdom Hearts is going to pull me back in, this is when they're going to do this, it. Yeah, like, oh, geez. And I thought that's what was happening, but I guess, yeah, I guess I just misread I th- that entirely. No, I mean, you didn't. The bosses are so fucking fun. I'm definitely going to play the other two yeah, games because like, the bosses watching are Watching so you fun. and Dante go back and forth, it just kind of seemed like, oh, like, John's totally bought in now, but it's, oh, he's just bought in on the, like, the fighting and stuff is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, the Shonen plot explosion at the end. Would be great in an action game. It's not a. It's not a. It's not an right. RPG. It's not an RPG scope story. Yeah. Um. Even even more so than the others. And it. You could have. They could have done a two-hour true end that was really solid. They could have had like a really explosive climax. Like and and I would have probably come away happy. Um. And I just didn't. It's just three, ten-hour games that become less interesting as you go because you know more and more. Of what's going to happen each mm. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that just sucks. Um, this is such a like your your journey with Kingdom Hearts has been so conflicted. <laughs> Extremely. I mean, it's Kingdom Hearts. I feel like two seems like one of the most divisive games ever. Like yeah. I definitely see the opinion a lot that one is actually the best one, and two is really mixed reviews on Steam. It would be. And two is the like the populist fave. That's when people remember yeah. as a kid that are like, "Yeah, it's so cool." They 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 cut cut, cut buildings in half at the end. It's great. Um, mm. And then yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> it's extremely it's extremely wonderful. One hundred and one. It's great. Um, but then like they they just they start with three hours of Roxas shit and they have zero payoff for Roxas. Mm. It's like no, oh, you so you don't know how to do this. You don't know how to write. <laughs> <laughs> right. Read a book. Read a fucking book. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Trails people read books. They do. I bet they do. Akahashi reads books. I just I I I, I had to follow this up with like a really really depressing Robin Hobb book where like the last <laughs> it's like a fantasy novel that's seven hundred pages and the last like 50, 50 pages is just the main character being slowly tortured to death and I got to the end like all right I think my think my brain is healed from the stupid the stupid of kingdom hearts and now i need i need something else (laughs) um i've got one more that i could get really heated about and then a couple tiny things okay Mm -hmm. why don't we do the tiny things and then um, okay hit your your couple tiny things cutthroat apology just whip your tiny little things out here and We'll all marvel at your tiny little things. And then I'll whip the big thing out then you're right just near the end. monster. Just whump it out the on climax. the table. That thing's going to hit the table. It's going to like shake silverware off and everything. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, hey, Red, anime yeah. is real good. Anime is great. <laughs> I watched two seasons of, Kaguya, of Kaguya-sama, Love is no, War. I haven't watched this one. It's really fucking good. It's really fucking funny. Didn't this recently um, just get an, a third season announced? 
it's all it's all out already. Oh, I, I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. Um, the third season just ended, and people oh, okay. were like, I think the last episode was like an hour long special too, and they called it like the finale. And then apparently they immediately announced a movie something afterwards. Jeez, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's not the finale. Of, it's not a series finale. I heard someone immediately say like, oh, this, this could have been a series finale, but they just chose not to. They like called it farewell or something for real. <laughs> that's funny. Um, it this so the the premise of the show is just it is too like very it, it's at this very prestigious high school and it's just like this the top of the class extremely smart class president boy and then this like heiress extremely brilliant um lady who's the class vice president and everyone is like oh are they 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 look so good together are they dating um and then the premise of the show is that they are both extremely into each other, but both refuse to admit it because that would be like kind of losing face. That would be them in kind of giving power to the other person. And neither of them, both of them are far too prideful to allow that. Um, and so the, the joke of the show is them going back and forth, trying to convince, trying to trick them into like a confession of love or asking them on a date or any, any gesture that indicates interest will, will constitute a win in the battle. <laughs> so one of them is the character finally gets a smartphone and the, the class president finally gets a smart smartphone and the vice president. And then he's like, Hmm, I want Kaguya's contact information, but obviously I can't just ask for it. No, obviously. <laughs> And then she's off to the side, like, I'm going to, I'm not going to ask for his contact information. I'm going to force him to, after all, I've spent all this time subliminally influencing him to get a <laughs> smartphone. And it shows these people that were using smartphones around him and they were all hired by her over the last, over the last multiple months. Oh my God. Yeah. If, if I don't no, get, if I, nobody uses smartphones. No. <laughs> but if we don't get the, but if we don't get the, um, but if I don't get it, then all that preparation was for nothing or like. Uh, all, all these like extreme it's basically death note it is death note <laughs> tier for back and forths but for trying to get them but to for just ask, like this very unserious thing yeah yeah yes. this sounds very delightful <laughs> there's one exchange where they go back and forth where one of them um were um they're they both they both say at the same time oh i forgot my umbrella because they want the other person to offer them right offer their umbrella to walk through the <laughs> rain and they both obviously have an umbrella yeah <laughs> and it goes back and forth and it goes back and forth and what and the and kaguya realizes you say that you forgot your umbrella but president don't you always take the bike don't you generally take the bike to school but today you took the train why did you take the train class president? It's this, like his fate. It, like the, the direction is just constantly extremely funny. Mm. It's like, it's, it literally is, is directed like death note. It's so fucking yeah, that, That's perfect. That is the perfect way to tackle something like this. I, this absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely sounds lovely. Yes. Do they, it, yeah. Right? Do they do like red and blue colored lights when characters are monologuing to themselves? Absolutely, they like the, the the all the background goes black. Fantastic! It like, like I think it does like literally do the the red light or Hankagia. Nice. Um, the the best one is whenever the president is thinking about like the worst case scenario. He's like he imagines Kagia going, "Oh, you thought you want you're asking me for my contact information? 
how cute. <laughs> oh, oh no! And just, like, you can't let that happen. Down. You can't let that happen. So and then of course and then like the like in the first like three minutes of the show so they they explain the premise and then the narrator goes so six months pass <laughs> the implication <laughs> that neither of them has done anything so the joke is obviously that they're both fucking idiots yep um it's it's just really funny uh I I was really um. I was really warmed by it. And then there it every now and then it gets dramatic. And every time it, it felt very earned and, and good to me. I, I was really pleased. Uh, both season finales are very good. Um, I think there's like one episode. It, another thing I like is that it's very, I think it's f- fairly ch- like pretty chaste throughout. It's like very, I came off like a series of pretty etchy comedies, I think. And this one is just not that at all. Um, it every now and then dips into that humor, but I, I, I like that. Um, I like that it generally doesn't, doesn't need um, that element to, to, yeah. to really fly. Yeah. There's like one episode I, it, and it's episode nine of the first season where it gets like kind of dicey mm-hmm. and where it gets, it's like kind of grody humor. No. It, where it gets like just a little bit rapey in an ugly way, it, much, hey, like Kanasu, whoa, whoa. much like uh, much like episode nine <laughs> much of like Kanasuba, yeah. episode one, season one. I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, ah, this is same episode it, number two. Uh, yep, and then they never do it again. The yeah. rest of the show, yeah, and I was like, Thank weird. God, yeah. Um, so they 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 don't do anything else like that. So that that I wanted to mention that just as kind of a warning. Gotcha. Um. And then, but beyond that, I was, I think this is just absolutely charming. It sounds like the third season is absolutely charming. Um, I, I think this kind of filled the hole in my heart that, um, that Oron left because I loved Oron to Oron High School Host Club to bits. Um, but then kind of the one-two punch of my ex-wife kind of just burning the show into me by playing it constantly, playing it as we were falling asleep. And I was just <sighs> way overexposed to it. And the main character being voiced by Vic yeah. and doing his like absolute scummiest, horniest voice possible. <sighs> and it's like, oh, this kind of hurts my ability to enjoy Oron. Kaguya, I think, juggles comedy and drama in the same very similar ways. And it's about a bunch of awful rich people, which is also fun. <laughs> Hey, I Another just noticed something. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed something kind of wild. Mm. Yeah. And like, this doesn't really matter overall, but right now, Kaguya season three has a 9.16 on my anime list. <laughs> it is the number one show. It has pushed, <laughs> it has pushed down full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You it'll know probably, what? it'll I, probably fall because this it just will, did because just it's end. just laws of but averages I, and shit. I have not seen Full Metal Alchemist not at the top in like over 10 years. Like, that's, that's so kind funny. of wild. That's really good. And I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of revenge voting and shit coming yeah, up Yeah, this side's so. fucking mess, but yeah. mm-hmm. people who stuck with it really liked season three, apparently. <laughs> yeah, this might be something I check out, actually, because I really like the premise. Yeah. And I like, cool. it sounds very cute. It's like, just, I, it sounds it's, like it's something that I can enjoy in the same vein, as this, for the same reason that I liked uh, the Nagatoro uh, anime. And that just like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's like a vibe here that I really like. Yeah, it's definitely an anime comedy. It is definitely like a lot of little episodic bits, a lot of skits. Yeah. Um, so, so if you can go in and and appreciate that vibe, yeah. I think that yeah, this is this is just one of the most delightful ones of those I've seen in ages. Neat. <sighs> Polly, yo, what have you been up to? Well, 
uh, you might say I've been playing something that's been really hotly anticipated for a while. Mm. Uh, something, <gasps> something I'm going to bring to the show that I think like a lot of people want to hear about. You know, it's been talked about for quite a while. Uh, been <gasps> hyping it up. Uh, you know, people have just been like, "Man, I've just been waiting so long for this to come out." It's finally here. I've played it all the way through it. And I'm here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I love this joke. I love this joke uh, so much every, every time. time. It's so every good. Time. So, um, this one will be a bit of a short one because, I mean, there's not really much you need to talk about with, with this game. This is a... Oh, I didn't think this was a short game at all. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, this is a TMNT-themed uh, beat-em-up, stylized, very much like Turtles in Time. So, like, if mm -hmm. you know how to play any of those older TMNT beat-em-ups, you're going to be right at home. They um, they expanded the gameplay and the move list in a lot of really smart and simple ways that make it feel just super, super, super freshened up. Uh, it feels really fucking good to play. It feels really good to just beat the fuck out of foot soldiers. <laughs> um, all those moves got the right amount of impact on them and just, like, did a solid job. Like, this game looks and feels exactly the way that it needs to. Uh, it celebrates, like, everything about that late 80s, early 90s era of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, there's just references to everything all over the place. Just, like loads of bosses from a TV show, like some really fucking wild deep cuts that just like, awesome. when I saw the character, I was just like, I had not thought about that character from this show in over 25 years. And I just got my mind blown that somebody knows who that character is. Wild. So awesome. that was that was really fun, just kind of running into that kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, I like how this game feels a lot. There's lots of impact. Uh, the bosses are mostly fun. Uh, the level designs make sense. It's just too damn long. This game does yeah. not need to be 16 stages long. Uh, and I've only ever sat down and beat the arcade mode once. Um, mm. And it took an hour and 40 minutes. And I don't mm -hmm. think anybody, no beat em up needs to be that long. I love Streets of Rage 2, and I think that game is still a little long in the tooth. Um, mm -hmm. That game still takes me almost an hour to, to, to finish. Um, but it's just, what is here is good. It's just you've yeah. given me, like, I wish that this would have been, like, they could have done this in, like, episodes where there's, since it's, like, you know, it's a syndicated TV show, right? And you play that up to it, but then, like, do, like, here's one episode, and it's five stages. Here's another episode, and it's five stages. Or you could do, like, what we were talking about on Twitter, where you could do, like, the Outrun or Darius thing, where you just, like, you finish a level, and then it branches, or there's, like, a, a neat way to, like, for levels to branch mid, like, not just, like, a static choice, but, like, you have to do something to, like, go to the other mm -hmm. branch. Starbucks um, style. Star Fox, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, th there's, like, maybe each playthrough is, like, six or seven stages, but there's, mm -hmm. like, 16 total stages, so you can just branch off in different paths. Like, I wish they would have done something like that, because I just... It's a hard game to sit down and want to just play all the way through. Story mode, like, there's a story mode where you can, like, stop, like, between stages and stuff. But it also, mm -hmm. like, that mode also has, like, a weird level-up system that I don't, I, I kind of don't understand why it's there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, because, like, because it's because it's 2022, yeah. and every game needs RPG leveling now. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you earn extra health, you earn extra special bars, you earn like an invincible mode oh, and stuff. It's just oh like boy. I don't know. And, and you and like and like you have to do it with every character, and there's like seven of them, which I'm not complaining Point about time. because all the characters are really, really 
different and they feel wildly different oh. for as for as simple as this game is every character still requires like a good deal of their own kind of strategies with how you approach enemies nice. and bosses so nice. yeah like i like this game a lot i just i wish it wasn't this long it just feels like every you just have to have so much gumption to just make an actual arcade style game now because mm-hmm. it because like if you do yeah people don't get it reviewers not i mean that's probably been true for fucking 20 years like it's just like so hard to just make a game like that now yeah yeah it's a good game i like it like i absolutely recommend it i'm getting my physical copy here in a month i'm i'm totally gonna be happy with it uh i just wish it wasn't this long that's that's yeah, really yeah. my only complaint. Like I I mean it's hard to it's hard to kind of come down on a game when it's like where it's like with Streets of Rage four I had a lot of problems with that game on a fundamental level and how yeah. like it, its mechanics worked and how a lot of certain things just felt geared toward a certain type of player and nobody else. Whereas this mm-hmm. is just like this is geared toward people that like to just punch and hit shit. It feels real good to do it. There's just too much of it, and that's mm-hmm. maybe not the worst problem to have. I guess. Yeah. But it just makes it so you don't necessarily want to engage with it the way that people I would like. Stri- like I would throw down streets. Like of, engage with. I would throw down streets of rage one any day of the week. I always sit down in front of that game and play it any day of the week because I can get that. Like I in forty minutes, I'll have credits and I'll feel like I did something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard to do that with a game like this. Yeah, but it's a good game. It's a good game. Just uh, still, it's just too long. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I think that's extremely fair. So, so a much bigger thing that I did, I played a visual novel that has been looked forward to for quite a while. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. been, uh, been anticipating it, been talking it up for a while now, ever since, yeah, it, you did. Ever since it was announced. Uh, I think a lot of people have heard me talk about it. A lot of people are familiar. Like, it's been on my stream before. So everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows to, uh, you know, that, that, that the next game that I'm going to talk about is Corpse Factory. I actually knew this one. <laughs> yep. Uh, as Corpse Factory finally came out, um, nice, very, very, very well-run Kickstarter um, that I did, uh, I did toss fifty bucks to. So you cannot trust my opinion on this game whatsoever. Uh, I understand. Um, uh, they, they, like, they, they, they spent an like it was supposed to be out in January, but they spent an extra six months and a bunch of their own money to get an English mm. dub done uh, nice. because the game was not originally going to have uh, voice acting. Um, but they went and they got a pretty top-notch group of uh, voice actors and actresses uh, for this. Uh, if you go look up uh, the cast list, it's pretty uh, like, like, like you will be surprised uh, at the, the, the high-level talent that they pulled for this. Um, That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, Corpse Factory is it's a visual novel that centers around this idea that there's this website where you can upload someone's photo and they'll die. That's fun. The, the, and the fun catch of it is, is that um, shortly before they die, they'll receive a photo of their own corpse. And that's kind of like the, the, the real cool little the horror vibe they, that, that they add to it. Um, so, so, so like the prologue chapter does like a real good job of, of, of setting all that up by putting us in, mm-hmm. from the perspective of a girl who ends up getting fired from her job um, because she was set up by some bitches that she works mm-hmm. with. Oh, that's, I saw that stream. Yeah, bitches! Skin the, crawling. It was so rough. Yeah, yeah. The prologue is very good at jumping you into, like, what this story's all about. So, like, mm-hmm. these people that get her fired, she's like, man, fuck those bitches. I'm gonna go back there and tear up the store and shit. And, like, she runs into this other person. She's like, hey, you know, hey, have you heard of this murder website that I know about? <laughs> 
So she uses it and she uploads a picture of the person that she thinks got her fired. Now, I won't spoil the rest of what happens um, mm. because I think it's real, real good the way that it plays out. Uh, but I'll just say like the, the website worked in the way that it was intended to. Uh, and, and they do a very good job of setting up um, what it must feel like to be the victim of the Corpse Girl website. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of like your basic premise, like that, like the whole like plug somebody's name into or, or plug somebody's picture into a website and they die is kind of like we can trace this back to like um, uh, Jigoku Shoujo or Hell Girl. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely my poll for. But that was more. That was more. <laughs> um, kind of a supernatural like it actually dealt with like afterlife and stuff like that whereas was whereas mm-hmm. like this is a, this is a lot different so 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 like after the prologue like the game kind of just like jumps us right into um it, it, we we play from the perspective of quote unquote corpse girl uh and we're going to mm-hmm. be her for a, a very very good portion of the game uh mm-hmm. and we find out that she's just kind of this normal girl with an office job and you know, she's a bit of a shut-in uh thinks a little highly of herself um you can tell that there's some things that are maybe a little off about her personality and i uh, and, and, and like she's just not maybe not 100 percent maybe not 100 percent the, the, uh, there maybe maybe she's got a few things going on but mm-hmm. uh, but but you know outwardly she she lives a pretty normal life um uh, and in getting to know her through her own uh, internal monologues, we also find out the exact mechanics of how the Corpse Girl website works and, and, and how she's able to get people killed. And what really hooked me about this is that like, like her methods are all grounded in reality. There's not a lot mm. of uh, there, there's not any supernatural stuff going on here. She's able to get people to kill themselves by doing this thing that she does um and and uh, the only thing is is she got kind of a shitty success rate <laughs> turns <laughs> out she's corpse girl but not very good at it <laughs> so uh, you, you know like we know that she got somebody killed at the start we know that worked um mm-hmm. but, but but the more we're with her the more like she's like taking these requests to get people killed it's just like Wait a minute, it didn't work? Huh. So it kind of makes it interesting since it's both grounded in reality and not guaranteed to work. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's only after she gets a couple of more friends on board that things start to, like, pick up and she's able to... And she's able to, like get the website success rate and notoriety up and 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 that's also when the story just kind of like kicks into fucking high gear and things start spilling every which way with like this is such a different direction than i was expecting because i was just expected to be hell girl and then this is so different this totally caught me off guard i was not expecting this to be so grounded yeah Yeah. I, i was not expecting it to be so grounded and so just like tangible like oh like it makes sense. It's a little bit of a leap, but I understand what you're going for here, and this actually is very cool, and the fact that it's like so grounded in reality does make it a little more scary and a little trippy. Um, but 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 like once she gets more people on her side and things start moving, and you just kind of get a bunch of horrible people doing horrible things and making lots and lots of bad decisions, and that's the kind of theater you're in for. Uh, with mm-hmm. this game it's just kind of like oh we're gonna oh some shit's gonna go down and we're just gonna be here to uh, enjoy that ride huh 
So I guess, like, in terms of, like, the overall story, I won't say much more to avoid spoiling it, but I'll say that this is also kind of, like, I guess it's the kind of story where I would warn you that if you don't have a good suspension of disbelief, you're not probably going to have a great time, because this is a very B-movie uh, in how it progresses and okay. how it gets very melodramatic and contrived at certain points so that, you know, like... It's clearly having a lot of fun, and it's wanting you to have this fun, too. But if you're, like, somebody who watches Cinema Sins, uh, you're absolutely not going to enjoy this, because sometimes, like, you don't need to really explain things sometimes. Sometimes, just be there for the ride, man, and enjoy it. And that's that, that's kind of the level that I enjoyed Corpse Factory on. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the characters are a load of fun. Um, like getting to know them and the ways that they interact with one another and the way that those relationships grow over the course of this like 12 or 13 hour narrative um, just feels really good. And um, I also like have to give uh, a lot of credit to the dude that actually wrote it. Uh, Zach, For- Zach Ford, I think is the name. Oh, mm-hmm. I should have looked that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's Zach Ford. Um, that he, he, he's uh, the main brain behind river crow studios uh uh but like all of the end game writing here is just super super delicious like he's got such a solid command of like characterization and and inner monologues and the descriptive text so many times on stream i just had to sit back and just go wow that was really fucking good um it's some of the most well-written prose that i think i've ever experienced in a vn just comes from That's like awesome. this really it, it, it like i think that you could ascribe the word chuny to it um and 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 i think that like you'd get the idea <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to grab me here <laughs> i mean it, it really is though like when you start getting into Good. the head of the main character and like the way that she operates like there is like despite the level that like there is this like very dangerous side to her she's also very fucking chuny so um I guess the only other thing I'll say is that, like, I think like the game does touch on a lot of forms of mental illness, um, mm-hmm. and I feel that it does so respectfully for the most part. Like the ways in which, like, these characters kind of go in and out of their psychoses at times, um, and the way they exhibit their behaviors, it feels very researched and carefully written as to not be offense, be an offensive representation. Despite the fact that we are dealing with the cast of characters that are all kind of shitty and <laughs> awful and make very bad decisions, I don't really feel that the game is like saying, hey, this character has da-da-da, and that's why they're a bad person. It's uh, just that's sort of an element that, like, it leads them in a way. Um, I guess, like, if you're, if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, if you're sensitive to mental illness sort of being at play in this way... Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say to like be enjoyed by the audience. It's really not what it's doing because I don't like. I, said, I don't think that it's glorifying or trying to point an accusatory finger um, at anybody with these issues. And I think that like the things that it does write about, like like body dysmorphia and and uh, obsessive compulsive disorders and things like that, it's not portraying those in any sort of negative light. They're just part of these people that just happen to be shitty people. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like that's something you're sensitive to if you don't really want it, your mental health and your mental uh, illnesses played around with like that, I guess. 
or you don't want them to be any kind of factor in a story, maybe that's, you know, something you should avoid. Um, but it's not something that bothered me. So, you know, your mileage may vary, I guess. Um, but I, I, got, I think I got out of this exactly what I wanted to get out of it without knowing that it was giving me exactly what I wanted. Because I thought, oh, there's going to be this supernatural twist here somewhere. Like, it's going to be mm-hmm. Hell Girl. I'm just, I'm prepared for that. Um, and it just, the game just kept swerving me over and over again. Like, nearly every stream was just like, what the f- I didn't, I did not know you were going to go that way. What awesome. is this game doing? And it does another cool thing that visual, so cool. no, that, that the visual novels never do. is like, when you get your ending, when you finish the game, you get an ending based on a couple of choices that you've made. And then mm-hmm. you open an endings gallery. And then you can just select whatever ending you want to see after that. Oh, you, nice. you don't have to go back. You don't have to go back and make your decisions or anything. Like, it just opens all of the endings for you and says, That's very kind. There you go. Like, that was such a cool thing. Like, I've never seen anything like, like that done before, and it made me very happy. Because I just, I hate... Like, if there's anything that I do not like about the visual novel formula, yeah. it's that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the, you made a choice at the start, now you're locked out of the true ending. Yeah. <laughs> It is the Willowstein's gate. Yeah, like you don't have to. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you don't have to keep multiple save files and lock a few of them so you don't actually accidentally save over them or have this be your junction save point. It's like, oh my god! Like it, it's. <laughs> I love visual novels, but I'm glad that I think more recent uh, developments have just been kind of like made that stuff a lot gentler. And like this is definitely like, hey, you want to go this route from now on? Which I know that this game did it this way because the choices you make don't actually affect yeah. the, the game terribly deeply. Like, you don't have, like, mm-hmm. character routes in this game or anything. It's just you get a certain type of ending depending on some things that you did. Um, but it doesn't, like, dramatically affect everything that happens afterward. Um, yeah, so. that makes sense because they couldn't just swap out the ending if a bunch of stuff prior had yeah, changed. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing. Is like, this is not that kind of VN. Like, once you finish it, you can just go check the other endings. Like, they're all they're all pretty good. Honestly, they're mm-hmm. all very solid and, like, just like, oh, they hit exactly the right note you need to for, like, this kind of, like, B-movie thriller kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really what I enjoyed about it, is, like, like the characters are great, the, the, the performances are fantastic. Um, and, and just the overall tone and the way that it carries itself, um, even knowing that, like, maybe it's a bit contrived, like, it still kind of carries itself with this confidence of telling a fun story, uh, and you just kind of being into it, like, had a whole chat that was totally into it, like, and we did 12 streams of that son of a bitch, so. Awesome. You know about how long it was? Uh, it was, it took me, uh, like, cause I was doing it on stream. It took me about 20 mm-hmm. hours, but most people I think, uh, can probably finish it in 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without letting necessarily letting every text box. Yeah. Play out and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's a, it, it is an acceptable length, uh, for, cool. you know, a <laughs> decently, a decently meaty visual novel. Yeah. A nice thing that if you play it nonstop, you can, you can do it in like, three to four days yeah yeah <laughs> that's a very nice pace for a, a nice a long game it's yeah. nice yeah it feels real good when you can do just that. give her the old cold steel three yeah there you go that's that because no, you do that with cold steel three 
And then you do keep doing that for a month straight. And yeah. then you finish it. Then you finish Cold Steel 3. <laughs> or you do that with for Kingdom Hearts and then takes still takes like two weeks. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. How much of that time is just dreading that you have to play Kingdom Hearts when you get home? Uh, not a lot. Beating up Heartless. Okay, really you still like beating them up. Okay. Like beating up you remember you remember Legend of Mana, Polly? Yes, that game's real good. It just feels like... like Kingdom Hearts just feels like an evolution of Legend of Mana and just beating things up and it's feeling know, good. I, I never thought of that. And I really <laughs> like beating things up in Legend of Mana. I played through that yeah, game I in played Legend of times. Mana. I played. Le- I'm sorry. I did not mean to derail your segment. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I played Legend of Mana after Kingdom Hearts One, and mm-hmm. I heard all that nice Shimomura music playing, mm. and you beat the enemies, and the money pops out of them, and yeah. I was like, Ah, this is what you were doing. You're making modern mana. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I never thought of that. Yeah. Maybe that's something I need to think about. Like I, I'd never thought of that because I really <laughs> like Legend of Mana a lot. Oh no. Something you think about is your finger hovers over the buy button for the story this far. Son of a bitch! John's doing everything he can to make this happen. That's what this you, is. You were doing. You were doing a much harder sell with Corpse Factory, I think. Yeah, it's very okay. chuny. It's got it's chuny. It's kind of chuny. Norco is very I, chuny. I, I own a copy. It's on my Switch. Yeah, uh, it came through, and I, oh, I got nice. it downloaded. Hey, how about Kickstarters, right? Good Kickstarters that like deliver. Good on Kickstarters the are so nice. Deliver on the thing that they say they're going to deliver on. That feels best. real good. That feels real fucking good. I even got my physical version. And I'm very happy with it. They did a good job on awesome. that stuff. So, I like. I know that they're like high profile Kickstarters, like Mighty Number no. Nine and whatnot, that bombs so hard <laughs> yeah. and people. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Shenmue Three. I don't know. Um, but like, I think, yeah, I think the problem is games are expensive to make. Yeah. Yep. So like people see like, oh, this, this Kickstarter got $3 million and they're like, yeah, cool. That's actually like 10% of the budget. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, well, th- that's the thing with stuff like Corpse Factory or Queen's Wish 2 mm-hmm. or all these other games. Yeah, the, where much smaller, smaller, much projects. smaller. Get It's like. Instead of in, I, I like the Kickstarters that are not, um, you know, funding the new multi-million dollar Mega Man game, but like we are paying the salaries for these people to work on a game yeah, for a year. Yeah. And even then, like it's usually not even that much. Um, but like that, just kind of the the little small business. Yeah, we're funding you to make this game, and and, yeah. and then they just. Do and it. they just because they, they've already made games before. Yeah, like Corpse Factory, like the Corpse Factory devs have done two successful Kickstarters prior to this, so that was why it was real easy for me to uh, kind of look at that history and go, okay, I'm probably okay here. These guys can finish video games, uh, and yeah. they, they got fifty thousand dollars, and then they did that, and then they they paid for they paid out of their pocket to get the voice acting done. So, Lord mm-hmm. knows what that costs. I mean, I know it's some just, VA rates. I know what some VA rates are, but in, in like that's like a twenty-hour visual novel. If you like, let every line of dialogue play, counting multiple takes. Like, wow, y'all did y'all put in some extra work on this song, bitch. Jesus. Yeah, I just really, um, yeah, like K- Kickstarters can disappoint you a lot. I have a few Kickstarters yeah. that just I I, ch- I see I I like look at my backing history and i know it's like oh that hasn't been updated in four years okay oh no that one's gone but but if you just like oh they have a demo they've made games for oh they've had successful kickstarters before then it's just it's such a difference with the people that know what they're doing yeah 
Um, and then I, I've just always had good experiences at this point because I just know what know what feel what pans out. Yeah. Good. My Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. My Kickstarter history is pretty good, except for the Mighty Number Mighty Nine. Number nine. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my Mighty Number Nine experience was that they just never sent me my game, so I had to I had to just get Rhett. Like, Rhett, send me your your DRM free copy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you took it and threw it in the trash. Yeah, after playing. yeah. As, as that game was ass. <laughs> life is good. Yeah, life is good. Video games are good. Yeah. I mean, two out of the three of us had really good experiences. Yeah. <laughs> Life, video games are good, video games are good, and anime is good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we have big news. Yeah? Big news has just come across my email inbox, and I feel that I would oh. be remiss if I did not read it. Okay. It comes to us. From Denpasoft, who have made some Anime Expo announcements. Oh my god. Hmm? I don't know what this is. Neither do I. I'm about ready to find out with everybody. They say, we're right. so excited to let you know that we've licensed titles from the 3D CG creator Blue Arrow Garden. Look forward to these titles coming soon. Chintatsu's Summer Vacation. Hiragi's Special Lesson. And uh, now hold on to your pants. <laughs> hold on to your pants. I'm about to blow your mind. It's fine. Or maybe drop your pants. Depending maybe on what drop these your pants are. for this, especially for this next one. Are you ready? Just, I don't know that you're ready. Succubus Shelly and Succubus Shelly 2. Holy shit. It's finally happening. Bigger announcement than Macross getting licensed. Yeah. Fuck Macross. Succubus Shelly? One and two? Get out of here! Finally, after all these years. Fucking finally. This girl has come on her tongue in this screenshot that they have provided. Oh, here's a... Uh, there's a lot. I, we I, I, have, oh, here's something that might make... Classic, classic, classic Aragiro visual novel gore screaming show announced by Jast USA. <laughs> Here's something that might perk some ears up. A lot of an NT, NTR Muso Sareru Fujiki-san. Oh, NTR is right in the title. There you go. What was it? One more time. NTR, NTR Muso Sareru Fujiki-san. Sareru. It looks like there aren't any great matches for your search. Oh, <laughs> wait. Mm. I don't nothing. Know if this is it. Nothing. Nothing. It might not. This, they might not have the English name yet. Yeah. In the in there. We'll see. But, you know, just you probably look up something like Fujiki San. You might find something. Yeah. NTR. Hot titles coming from Dempasoft, who I don't know that I've ever played a game by. It I just ended that. up in my email inbox. Was a good on Dempasoft. Succubus Shelly. The duology. Oh, 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 that's what I know them from. They're all over Manga Gamer. When you looked at when you look uh, down their smut stuff. Okay, I. They made a ton. I think they made a bunch of like RPG Maker stuff. Maybe. I think they're Maybe. a publisher on. I'm looking on Steam. They published a uh, Nekopara. Okay. Did they like what about that one visual novel with the the the, the trans lady that I thought that they skipped the the, the sex scenes for oh, because they didn't want to write it. I don't think that was them. You don't think so? I don't know. These are much more explicit mm. ones. Even that did have sex. Okay. 
Okay. I'm trying to find one that I recognize. I'm trying to ask Steve manga they want anything from them. It's hard, though. Mangagamer.com yeah. slash R18. This is a great segment, by the way. We're d- doing real good. <laughs> okay. Why do I know I, that? I could, I could start mine if you want. Yeah, or we could keep well, talking I, about, or we could keep talking about erotic visual novels that we're never going to read. Uh, speak for yourself. I, I have been, I've, I've got, I've downloaded quite several things. Somebody out there is going to get Succubus Shelly, uh, the Succubus Shelly one and two, and they're going to have a good time. And God fucking bless them. Absolutely. I remember what it was. I was looking up. Uh, remember how I mentioned that Rabbi Ribby doesn't have a Wikipedia page? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. So I was. The publisher, Sekai Project, does have a wiki page. And like, oh, right. They're the publisher of Heart of the Woods. Oh, okay. Okay. So I know the, them. Which, so Sekai Project on the wik, on Wikipedia, Heart of the Woods is listed as their last game. February, ni- February 15th, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has bothered to update, even though when you go on Steam, they've put out like 30 more games since then. Oh, jeez. Just like... There are so many there are so many visual novels that people can't even bother to update Wikipedia to list them. What a problem to have. Remember like when we just never got visual novels and now we've got all the visual novels. Yeah. I was thinking of Kagura games, I was not thinking of Dempasoft. Okay. Yeah. I still don't know what I would have ever got from Dempasoft. Did they do did they do you and me you and me and her or was that no? That was Jazz. That was Jazz. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Fucking hey, I found well, going on Manga Gamer. I found out that Eventicle is thirty five percent off. You can get it for only thirty dollars right now. There you go. Eventicle sounds real good. Best RPG of the year. Best RPG last of year. the year okay. last year. Jaret. Gonna tie this all together. Sekai Project and Dempasoft are kind of the same thing. Okay, I thought so. Dempasoft is like the adult only publisher version. Okay, uh, it's called. Oh, okay, so they're a... doing that like AD Vision slash soft cell oh, pictures yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Dempasoft as a Wikipedia page just goes to Sekai Project. Where we have our classy label, where and then we have our smutty label that you have to go down the alley and give a few hand jobs Narci- to get to. They published Narcissu. They published Planetarian. Oh, wow. I figured so there was funny. something. I had seen that name. I guess it was Planetarian. Narcissu is very good. Gri- all the Grisaya games. Narci- well, those do have foreign in <laughs> Now on Steam, but oh yeah, they published Dempasoft Sekai Project published Heart of the Woods, like you said. Okay, okay, that makes sense because I think I went there. I had to go there to get the R eighteen patch for Heart in the Woods. Yeah, gotcha. okay, that's probably why I get emails from them. I was wondering that for like the last year. It's like, why am I getting emails from these guys? I don't know. I mean, good on you. I'm happy you're selling a rogue and you're having a good time with it. But you know, just posted a there. You go. Got you some eventical. Uh, we have at least one. We have one friend of the show that played that played both Eventical and Eventical Two back to back because it's yeah. um, literally literally better than Trails. It's literally, literally. Trails but better. Yeah, yeah. Like it, uh. you know, like Kingdom Hearts cannot compete with you know post Trails depression. You wouldn't have that if you played a good game like Eventical. Mm. No depression <laughs> yeah, the, after that. Maybe some post nut clarity. There you go. In that post nut clarity, that's when you play Trails. <laughs> this is an endless cycle. There you go. <laughs> I had those right stuff catalogs. I still have a few of them. Back when right stuff used to print their big quarterly mags full of things that you could buy. Uh, I was a got anime member, by the way. That was their anime purchasing club where you got ten percent off. Yeah, and they did that got milk. It's the same font and everything. 
Oh my god. It's real dumb. That was like 1999. I'm old. Life is good. Hey, Rhett. Hi. Do you want to talk about stuff? I got a lot of stuff. I'm not sure what to talk about. Uh-oh. So, I finished Cold Steel 3, and as I said, I was putting four and a half hours into that bad boy every day. Yeah. And then it just stops. You're done. You're, You're finished. You're done. You've got nothing yeah. else. The bottom has dropped out. Yeah, it's it's always a weird feeling of like, oh, now what? Like, I, I told you, I had that moment where my I just I just instinctually open up Steam after eating dinner, and it's like, oh, right. Oh, right. It's, it's over. It's done. And it's just like, well, okay, uninstall. Now what? Now what? So now what? I've been bouncing between a lot of very small things. I've okay. been watching that's, a lot of the anime. Way to, that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Long RPG. Small things. <laughs> Almost on the verge of making a musical reference I don't even get. <laughs> but um, And I also was like, hey, I've got a VR headset that yeah. I never do anything with. Right. Well, you do maybe, something with it. But. Yeah. Maybe I should actually play some of the games I have. Yeah, maybe play some actual games in VR. Yeah. Um, so real quick, just going down the list, I played Pistol Whip, which okay. is it's an auto-scroller in VR. Mm -hmm. Your character just automatically goes down like a hallway or a city street. And you just shoot enemies that come at you, kind of like a uh, Virtua Cop or something. Mm. And the music's really good. Ooh, cool, good. But, but like, there's this whole music game element to it that you can kind of ignore. But if you're going for score, it's important. Where you're supposed to shoot on the beat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's very cool. You just feel extremely cool and powerful when you're right. doing that. And then, like, you literally just have the same as Super Hot VR of like. They can only hit you in the head. So if an enemy shoots, just immediately duck in real life yeah, to yeah. dodge the bullet. And it's just, it made such a strong first impression to me where I'm like, oh, this game is better than Super Hot VR. Like, was so blown away by how immediately fun it was. Mm -hmm. And then you play like six or seven levels and you're like, okay, I see the building blocks these are all made out of. Oh. It's still very fun, but it's not like quite well, like. The illusion breaks a little yeah. bit. The yeah, not not that it broke, but it was like, okay, this is a very fun video game, but it is not like this life-changing experience. Okay. But it's it's still very fun. I'm still going to get back to it. There's like a bunch of levels and there's like a campaign mode. And the campaign is like, hey, this is for experienced players only. And like, I'm playing on normal and it's very difficult. So it's like, oh, for once you actually mean it for real, probably. Mm. So like, normally I don't just do like single level time trials, but it's been pretty fun so far. Cool. cool. Um, and I always cheat and just do two-handed pistol mode. Basically, just John Wicket. Yeah. Why would you <laughs> not I get, play a game? Why would you not play a shooting game like that if you had the opportunity? Yeah. Because I guess some people were saying that like certain VR controllers, you can like pass them between each hand, mm -hmm. like throw the controller into your left hand to shoot enemies on the left, like badass stuff like that. Yeah. The, the ones I have, though, are kind of curved. They mold to each hand. You really can't swap between oh, one controller sir. that way. Yeah. Because it would be extremely uncomfortable using a the right and controller. a left. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I got two guns. It's fine. Makes the game a little bit easier, but I'm also struggling a bit, so it's fine. Uh, I played a little bit of Vacation Simulator, which is the sequel to Job Simulator, oh, which I have not yeah. played. I remember hearing uh, about Job Simulator, but I don't, yeah. 
Job Simulator was like one of the real early yeah. VR showcases. Yeah. And I remember hearing that this one wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. But this is the one I got because it was in a bundle, probably. Mm. And it's fine. I think I realized a bit in, oh, this is kind of actually just a kid's game. And then I even saw a review that was like, Vacation Simulator is a great way for your children to play around in VR. And I'm oh, like, oh, OK. Gotcha. So it's like, it's not particularly fun or funny. No. Okay. Yeah. VR a, toys can be interesting, but if you're not like, yeah. if there's not like a layer of something there to make it interesting, mm-hmm. then you know. Yeah. Like it's a lot of mini games, and they are actually pretty well done. But it was like a little childish in tone. Right. Like, but then, but then it's also kind of hard. Like one of them was like building sandcastles in 3D, and they give you actual blueprints, like top view, side view, oh, front wow. view. It's like stuff that I actually studied in in engineering mm-hmm. classes. And it's like, this isn't trivial. Like, this is harder than I would think that it would be for actual, like, real young. I guess real young kids aren't supposed to do VR, though. So maybe, yeah, I don't know what where exactly they're aiming for. But played around in that. It's fun. It's just. I don't like the gimmick of it's kind of weird because it's a bunch of robots. And the whole joke is that the robots are kind of clueless and they're talking about how much fun you're having all the time. Oh, but then but then it's like. Oh, but maybe I'm kind of not actually having a ton of fun. Oh, boy. Oh, Meta layer whiff. Oof. I don't know. I will probably dick around in that more. Like, I think with VR games, especially, I do not tend to be as nearly as much of a completionist. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it seems like they are physically a little more demanding than most games. Yeah. That's why when uh, the the new game from the creators of Myst, Abduction, I think it's called. Yeah. Like you can play that in VR, which is terrifying because <laughs> because that is not a game I'm going to finish in VR if mm. it's like a 20 to 30 hour serious ass puzzle game. Right. Because even the reviewers are like, oh, yeah, this is a game where you have to move around a lot because solutions will not just be in the same general area as the puzzle, which, mm. again, yeah. like missed like Riven. But I'm like, when I'm in VR... I'm like on a clock where it's like, I want to do like a 20 to 30 minute session at most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a real serious ass puzzle game sounds a little scary. I just want something maybe a little lighter. Cause yeah, puzzle- I mean, that, that's an adventure yeah. game. Yeah. There's, there's puzzle games where you have a, pu- a discrete puzzle you're working right, on. Right. And then there are True. adventure games where you're walking around a whole world solving yeah. puzzles that connect with each other. I've played a real puzzle game on PlayStation VR. And when you get stuck in VR, it's so frustrating because you're like, <laughs> then you're rank, you know, the he- you you feel the headset on your head weighing you down, and like it's a pain in the ass to take it off yeah. and look on guides online. <laughs> you just, I I don't have the VR legs to do long sessions yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I dicked around a little bit in VR chat exclusively to look at the Hololive right, yeah, worlds that they had made. Aww. So so VR chat though is funny because. It is a free program. I don't even think you actually need VR to use it. No, I don't think you do. So you so you load the game up, and the first thing is like, "Welcome to VR chat. Please don't harass people." <laughs> good, and then uh, you get to like good lead in, good lead in, <laughs> and then you get to like the second screen. You're in you're in like your personal home hub world, and it's like here's what constitutes harassment. And it's this whole list of like getting close to people, like 
when they don't want you to like putting right. your hand in somebody's face like this whole list of things i didn't read it too long because it's like yeah i'm good i'm not gonna i'm not inter- to people. i'm not here to interact with people yeah and then like i load up the world and then like during the loading screen it's like here's how to deal with people that are harassing you oh, how to geez. report people like every tutorial a for big the first, part like, of the tutorial is just yo harassment the entire tutorial is like don't harass people. Please don't harass people. Here's how to deal with being harassed. I'm like, oh my god. Maybe <laughs> hey, you know game- what? I think they might have a harassment problem. They might. Maybe this game should be three bucks <laughs> to, to weed out some children or yeah. something. I don't know. I did not see anybody. It was fine. It was very cute, but I don't know what else there is to do because I'm not if I'm not looking to interact with other people, that I don't think that's like, really actually that, yeah. my game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you went in for one specific purpose. Yeah. And then I found another purpose where somebody had made a world where, like, you go up and press a button and it turns you into a Hall Life member. <laughs> and then you keep that form wherever else you go. Well, there you go. Beautiful. So I became Exquisite. my own waifu, and it was like, ah, ah! cute. <laughs> um... So this is a segment that might be longer than I played the game. I played a game called Ballistic NG, which is... Is it wipe out the PlayStation racing game that's yeah. no longer around anymore? Yeah. So th- so they just made that, and it's a two-person team, and it's kind of crazy that they made a Wipeout clone. Yeah. And it's also playable in VR. Mm-hmm. And I've played the actual Wipeout on PlayStation VR, mm-hmm. and this immediately gave me that same sense of, like, holy fucking shit, this is... This world is huge. I'm going so fast. Uh-huh. Oh my god! I've I've done one race. Five minutes. I I need to lay. Down. I need to I need to puke. <laughs> like I didn't really get fully motion sick, but I think if I had kept going, I would have. Mm. So it's Go like on. okay, this is cool for extremely short bursts. Tech is so weird. Yeah, yeah. Just like I paused the game at one point to just you know, catch my breath and like look around and like the scale of the world was just crazy. Right. Like you're sitting in this huge spacecraft and then looking down at the ground and the ground feels like it's like 30 feet below you. Like, oh my <laughs> God, it's so crazy. That's and nice. like, and as the racing game feels exactly like Wipeout, which means I don't <laughs> think I like it that much. Those uh, games. Yeah, those games have, are rough. The, the, the stick sensitivity sensitivity is so much you just tap into the left and you go flying into the yeah, wall like, I, I could I've, never handle i could yeah. never handle wipeout i've only played wipeout in vr so it's like the roughest learning experience you can possibly get yeah. where you're doing first person cockpit in vr and just like oh this is fast oh i'm in the wall <laughs> um i i watched a lot of anime as well i'm mm. gonna more rapid fire um cool sci-fi action show called planet with uh this is a show that the author obviously watched and enjoyed guran lagan back in the day <laughs> wait Rhett, is it bad because if it's bad you can say more like planet whiffed Ooh, oh no me. it was extremely good this was ah still good very closely probably my favorite of the four i'm going to mention real oh, quick nice. cool nice I think it did kind of whiff right at the end, which was disappointing. More like Planet Whiffs! Woo! <laughs> it's tricky because it's like the main character is very compelling at the start because he's angry and wants revenge. And then the overall story is, hey, revenge isn't the greatest thing. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. you should seek forgiveness instead or you forgiveness and acceptance. So I felt like, oh, you kind of 
kind of did cop out on a big final battle there for mm. a bit. <sighs> but it was extremely fun, extremely Gurren Lagann. Like, they kept escalating more and more than I thought they were going to. This is a show that has, like, a dragon fighting an interstellar, interstellar armada at one point. Mm-hmm. Good. It's just extremely stupid and cool. Like, oh, uh, yes, this show didn't have a high score, but I saw it was, like, 110% my style, really. Yeah, good. Awesome. Um, I watched a show called Banana Fish. That's a great which name. Is, which is a really goofy name for one of the darkest shows I've watched in a long time. Oh, dear. Oh. This is... Oh, God. I don't even know where to start with this one. It's... A boy tries to take on, like, mafia leaders. Mm-hmm. So it's like gang warfare versus the mafia. Mm-hmm. And his backstory is rough. It is on the level of Ren from Trails of oh, Trails in the Sky. Oh, like boy. he had he has been violently hurt by these people and is out for revenge. Okay. And yeah, it's a lot. It's very, very good, mm-hmm. but it is a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a, so the name comes from this drug that is it's very obvious early on that it's a drug Mm -hmm. the first they think that banana fish is oh maybe it's a person i'm like it's probably a drug it's probably a drug it's a drug it's a drug the mafia is working on and then so there's a bit of conspiracy but then it really kind of devolves into just a lot of violence (laughs) it's it's a lot and then the ending is extremely good i thought it kind of lost me a bit towards the end and then the end, but then the finale was extremely good. I was like, oh man, probably actually the best show I watched, but also like so far out of my usual comfort zone. Mm. <laughs> I added this at one point. I think it just looked really good. It's, it's very good. Like it comes highly recommended from not just me, but a lot of other people. Um, I watched a show called Wasteful Days of High School Girls because goddamn yes. did I goddamn did I need something lighter after banana fish. Yeah, I was about to yes. say, like, probably need a palate cleanser there. This was the good palate cleanser of like, I don't want to think when watching a show for a bit. And the way in which this delivered was kind of funny because the main character, they all like the eight main girls have very goofy nicknames. Mm-hmm. The main one is named Baka. Fantastic. She's, her character trait is extremely stupid. In the last episode is just a character study on how extremely stupid she is. (laughs) The last episode is she's going to fail her classes and have to repeat the year. So they don't want that to happen. So they study really hard. And then she goes to the bathroom and forgets everything. (laughs) She literally shits out the information. (laughs) (laughs) It's related to wasteful days of high school boys, right? No, I don't think. No, they're not related at all. Right? Oh my (laughs) god! They they just have extremely similar titles. Where I was just like, "Hey, they made that show, but it's called Girls Instead." (laughs) But that show is like the much more well-known one. Okay, gotcha. I I I knew. I can't believe they aren't related. I had. I I was sure they were related somehow. That's so funny. As far as I know, no connection. Yeah, I, th- there's no reason I thought that I'm realizing. I just I I pointed out that they have extremely similar names, except one is Days yep. of High School, the other one is Days of High School Girls. God, that's funny. Um, and then over the I watched this in like three days. This just finished airing. 
as soon as I saw the premise for the show, I was like 110% in. Mm-hmm. The show is It's Your Boy Combing. This is the show, Reverse Isekai, the famous, a famous, uh, Chinese military strategist from like the year 260 dies and is reborn in modern day Japan <laughs> and becomes a music producer. Okay. That, okay. It's so, that's a so premise. Stupid. <laughs> it feels like they're, they're getting the premises for this shit these days. Just kind of like out of an AI yeah. generator. It's so weird. So basically, he was a military strategist and he wanted to live in a peaceful era. So it's a peaceful era now. In, in theory, according to the show, it's not, you know, actual warfare like China was back then. Sure. Because he was like, have you ever heard of Romance of the Three Kingdoms? Yeah, who hasn't? Like yep. it's, it's that era where like China was three different nations and yeah. they were all at perpetual war with each other. And he was like a pretty notable figure in that. Mm-hmm. And they... They give you a lot of history lessons that mean kind of nothing in this if you haven't studied that because it seems like extremely in-depth whole thing, obviously. The people that are into Romance of the Three Kingdoms are really deep into Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And there's a character in the show who represents that of being like, you're not the real Koming. Prove it. Why did you do this specific thing? And then he immediately gives an answer and the guy's like, well, I don't know if you're the real one or not, but we can talk shop about this for hours, so <laughs> I'll hire you. <laughs> so basically, he comes to Modern Day Japan and meets the singer and is immediately taken with her beautiful voice. And, and like, even having watched the show, I'm not sure how they finagle this, where he's like, I'll be your producer. I'll be your your tactician. <laughs> it's so weird because he's also, you know, fish out of water. Oh, I have nowhere to stay. You know, I'm just dropped into this world. Right, this right. anime is so good. <laughs> it's so silly. So basically, the first couple episodes are just like, she has a gig at a music festival, but oh no, there's two stages like competing at the same time because like, it's a big festival. So he's got to use his military tactician skill to get the audience over to her stage. Mm. <laughs> it's very fun and stupid. <laughs> they kind of lay off that part right after the intro and do a lot more character focused stuff and it's it's very good mm. like I, even though it is show based on a manga that is clearly still running i was really happy with how the 12 episode run was got, pretty like, short. A, a good place to stop they definitely ended at a super good place that leaves you satisfied hey it's your boy kong ming <laughs> it's the the name of the show is perfect fuck i love anime comedies so it's like, it's not good. the most amazing show, but I had a real good time with it. Cool. Good. Good, That's good, good, good. The ver- myriad of small things I've been up to. All the small things. Yeah. So I think next is John. Do believe so? All right. All right. So oh, boy. sucked up my soul in a, in a bad way. What Another thing sucked up my soul in a good way. Um, Cecile, if you're listening, Cecile's reading Umineko episode two right now (laughs) i'm reading i read umineko episode three um i'm not going to spoil things but i am going to kind of talk about my impressions and i think that it would be better um to get it just completely if you if you aren't if you're like in the mid like this is probably going to fade into your brain if you're going to read umineko in like three or four years i've absorbed a lot of this stuff and it did not impact my ability to enjoy it um but yeah cecile 
anyone who's like actively reading it, I think, I think dip maybe. Um, so I read Umineko episode three. I read one and two back to back in January. Mm-hmm. And then just now the, 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 the fire lit within me again. And I was ready to <laughs> read more Umineko. Ready to love again. Um, <sighs> all right i think i'm gonna say something i don't think i've ever said in our like oh, eight or nine years of um, i'm uh, i'm bracing myself of this podcast i think this piece of media kind of triggered me <laughs> Oof. Oof. i i was like ha wow wow that fucked me up ha <laughs> And then the next morning, I woke up and was just like thinking about it for like an hour straight and getting to our guy. And then like, I was kind of put it, pushed it down, pushed it down. And then the next morning, uh, it was like thinking about it and it was like kind of flushed, not like not like horny or embarrassed, no, but no. just like like it's fogging up my brain. Like, yeah, not like like I'm angry, but not quite angry. Like it was like. controlling me in a way that I felt that felt like physical uh, multiple days after finishing it. Oh my God. I like the hot, like the ha 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 version where I just kind of imagined Vash the stampede sitting on the bench, eating the donuts. Ha ha. These are so great. I'm having a great time. Just tears streaming down his face. The donuts fall to the ground. And that's the moment John Thayer breaks. Yep. That's about right. Um, the degree to which the character in this story is manipulated oh. and how that mirrored me being manipulated yeah. as a player yeah. very directly. Um, it is awe inspiring in how effective it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all of this. I was having a blast the whole time. This is when it gets really tuny. Um, oh, is when yeah. it gets like yeah. stuff. It's great. It's it's so fucking good. Um, but but it's like it's like Colts talking about Cold Steel Three. Like it all kind of like you could you could talk about the whole rest of it, but it all kind of falls into the back of your yeah. brain compared with like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, the last ten minutes. Um, because this ju- this like. I, I this game gaslights you. <laughs> oh, it goes so hard. Like you know, me and like, Rhett were watching this so go down. For. Me and Rhett knew where this this particular episode of Umineko went, and we were kind of mm-hmm. having that moment of just like laughing about it because it's like, oh, he does not know oh, what yeah. he's in for, you know. But uh-huh. not really having thought like, how is that going to tie to real world trauma? And then when that started hitting, it was just like, cool. I feel like an ass. No, no, no. But it is so okay. It's all just right, a story. I know, I'm I know. Fine. But in that moment, I, I, you're like, oh, God, I didn't think of that. Yep. It fucked with me so much. <laughs> and then I, I had a moment where, like, the next day, I kind of, or, like, a couple days later, I, I made a joke in the chat, like, all right, I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good now. I'm ready. Um, and then I, and then like a half hour later, I was like, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> no. I'm still, I'm still so mad. <laughs> um, which is a real, but, oh, don't tell me that. Which is our, which is our magic real. is real. Magic is not real. I don't know. 
I got a chill going down my neck just <laughs> trying to say that to you right now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Dude, I don't know that you should be playing Umi Neko in the near future. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't think it's going to get worse than that. I think that was going to be the, the most that... I, I think yeah. that's going to be the one that was most personally... This, was, this is a story that was set up to do this specific thing. Like, it was written mm-hmm. for this very specific purpose. Like, they wanted that moment, and then they got it, and it's just like, well, you know, if you've had, uh, you know, certain experiences in life, that <laughs> might hit you a different way. If you have trouble trusting people, uh, yeah. trusting things... This could hurt. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. Bit. And they lay it on so thick in this episode. Yeah, and it's it's Umineko is so deep, is so entrenched with gender shit. Yeah, it is like oh, constant. Yeah. Like this is the one that starts with like a fifteen minute monologue about how much Ava was mistreated as a kid because just because she was a girl. Yeah, yeah, it's really um, fucked. And then like, but then there's like these layers of, there's these layers of irony with like Battler being um, like, oh God, it's so, fu- it's so fuck. It's so dense. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is, the, this is the one that like, like this is the, this is the series that ends in the way with the way episode two ends. Like it's so dense and it makes me laugh really hard too with the way they play with gender stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then that all ties into the trust thing. It's, it, it just made me like intensely conscious of like the ways the past relationships have affected my yeah. like issues with women, like as a concept. And that's, that's a really dark headspace for a story to put me in. That's really rough for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel very at peace with who I am. I feel very, I, I definitely feel like I have, talked about all this at length in therapy with other people. I feel very, I feel I am fine. And then, the, but this just kind of put me back in that headspace of not being fine. And that mm. was, that was real rough. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good place to, to go back to sometimes. Like sometimes yeah. you like a story that can take you to a place that you've not been to for a while. And you kind of like, you, 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 you get like those feelings again, but it's your, I'm just visiting. But when you're so close to it still, and you try to go back there in this way, it's maybe not so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Just like ending the story. Just like, this is why you don't trust <laughs> witches. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> but they're so pretty though. <laughs> they're so pretty. So yeah, that was, uh, that's as deep as I feel like getting into that. That fucking sucked. It was so rough. It was extremely good. Rotten as really, hell, really though. Good at this, but fuck. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm just thinking of me and Polly back in January being like, oh, you should keep going to episode three. That's the best one. Oh, man. Like, in January. Like, can you imagine having read that in January? Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh my fucking Christ. If this is the... Have you... I swear there's a comic I saw a while ago of like person crying watching anime, like <laughs> saying, Oh my god, this fucked me up, and then recommending it to a friend I mean, immediately right, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just am very I'm extremely sturdy, and my version of getting fucked up is I think a lot less intense than what it might be for other people. Right, I don't realize right, it. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, it, like uh poof. <laughs> It can be rough, so yeah, I'll get to I'll get to chapter three, chapter four at some point. 
Um, but yeah, that that hit me in a rougher way than anything in Higurashi yeah. did. Yeah. Um, oh, Iwaneko definitely goes way deeper into just like those kind of emotional, um, just God, just those visceral emotional things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think Which Umineko, you don't. Ex- yeah, it goes way deeper. Which than you- that. Which you wouldn't expect, because Higurashi, because Umineko is the one that's also like, okay, we got all these murder mysteries, and we got all the Phoenix Wright shit, and we have like all this fate shit. It's it's so many. It's juggling so many things oh, at it's once. Doing a lot, yeah, yeah. And the fact that it actually still sticks these big emotional beats is nuts to me. Yeah. It is it is just watching an absolute master craftsman doing something so over the top ambitious, and then like still making it land is is just wild Mm. um so even even if the answer arcs aren't quite up to the same tier i think i'll still come away very glad that i engage with this i do believe episode three was actually rewritten too because i think he had yeah he writ a version of episode three and for some reason like the the response to episode two he was just like okay gotta trash this and do something else and episode three the new the current episode three is what came of that the my understanding was that it was that the murder mysteries in episode two were very hard yeah and also they had all the shit with the magic shit and people did just didn't really understand the rules of the universe yeah um and then episode three it basically basically just has a whole tutorial it has yeah. a character explain you don't take this at face value you don't do this um and then the mur- the mysteries are easier up until the red maze oh man the red the red web oh my fucking god the red web my wires crossed there uh i they got me that i because i was not engaging i was so i was so above all this fucking danganronpa shit i Uh was like no i do not give a shit i am just here for the chuny shit i'm just here for the cool witches i don't care and then this one they they the tutorial made me care because they made me like start to see it was enough to be like, oh, okay. Oh, I like, I thought of a couple things, but right before the character said it and I felt super smart mm-hmm. and then I started thinking harder again and I started thinking really hard. And then they, then they dropped the, the atom bomb at the end of a mystery. <laughs> <on you>. <sighs> <sighs> I, I, that sounds like it worked though, because I think Ryukishi's general overall thing was he didn't want the players to stop thinking. Yeah. Yep. Like, that was like the super important exactly of the whole thing yeah no no, like in in two it was like i he was telling me to don't stop thinking and i was like fuck you i'll do what i want i'll do what i want i'm gonna enjoy i'll I'll read your stupid book however i want and then i got i played this one and then i was like okay yeah this is actually really fun i guess i'll play it the way you want me to play it (sighs) so yeah that's 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 zoom and echo it's it's vns they're powerful they're powerful media yeah, yeah, yeah. VNs, <laughs> VNs will get you. I mean, at least yeah. Umineko, like, even if it's gonna, like, tear your heart out, at least it's gonna uh-huh. do it while having some bitchin' tunes while doing it. <laughs> yep. God, I, I, I listen through, I, 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 I have, like, ten different tracks I've looped quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, alright, alright. Pull myself out here. Um, there, there. One more thing. Um, I, I, instead, I started Umi episode four. Mm-hmm. Got to the point where it's gonna do a long flashback to somebody's sad backstory in oh. a boarding school. We and out. I was like, nope. I'm out. Nope. 
Um, and then I played um, Fantasy Star 4 and Hunt Stop for three days. And I, nice. and I think I'm near the end of it. Oh, where are you at? Um, I'm in the air castle. I got, oh, I just got, nice. I just got killed by Lashik. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. That fight's rough. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I stopped. I remember air castle from being playing that game when it came out mm-hmm. and then not anything after that. There's a, <laughs> there's a part in that game. I know most people quit at, um, it's a, it's a tower. Um, is it the first Zeo fight? No, it's a very long, long, long dungeon. That is it, air it, castle it, was very long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When me and Beepner did it, I think it was like three videos or something. So whoa. <laughs> well, I, honestly, honestly, like I was for the for the start of the game, I was a li- and this was partially because I had to replay the beginning twice because mm-hmm. I di- I lost my save oh, three right, hours in because yeah. I didn't understand the emulator Oops. for a little bit. I was like, this is really breezy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything is moving so fast. There's no way to any of the fighting. I I don't know. This, I'm not sure if this is gonna be. I'm not sure if this is going to be the one for me, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, once you get a little ways in, um, they start having like they have a couple like hard bosses. Yeah. Um, and the dungeons start getting a, a little bit beefier. It's less just like straight lines. And 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 now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm. F- After I was just a little bit ways in, I was like completely satisfied with how it was working. Yeah. Um, Because the fights are getting, the enemies are hitting me nice and hard. I'm thinking a lot about my resources in the fight, in the dungeons. Um, This was colored because I had a friend who was huge into Fantasy Star 2. Mm-hmm. Um, who complained to me who, every th- through the over the last like decade? I've absorbed uh, that she doesn't love Fantasy Star Four um, to the same extent. And a big part of it is it not being quite as like weighty as an RP of an RPG. Right. Um, it's not mean. Uh, Fantasy Star Two is, I would say, quite weighty. Yeah, it's weighty <laughs> and, and, and mean and, and and very mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I kind of. I, I, I play Fantasy Star 1 and 2, and both times I, I, I gave up at a certain point and started looking at maps and frame skip grinding. And I think in both games, um, they just kind of completely lose anything when you do that because it's because Fantasy Star 2, there's like 10 minutes of story total throughout the yeah. whole game. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not exploring, if you're not getting joy out of like exploring and mapping stuff out, then there's no game left, basically. Um, and then I, I want to replay the switch version of fantasy star one. I um, really I wanna, enjoyed I, that. Yeah. I, I want to play like the nice like game boy color dragon quest remake version yep. of fantasy star one where you just, it, where you're still mapping out the dungeons, but it does it with a nice little auto mapper in yep. the corner as you do it. Yeah. Um, and then they, they tweak the numbers to account for you not wandering around as much. Yeah, it definitely uh, was a solid and smooth experience. Yeah, I got ca- I got yeah, caught no. on a couple of the progression uh, a couple of the progression switches, but other than that, mm-hmm. it's a real good game. Yeah, because I because I I like my experience with one and two was like, yeah, I kind of like this. This is yeah, I respect this. I, I didn't really form an emotional connection with them. Right. Yeah. Um. I think I could have a really good time playing one in that kind of trimmed down way. Mm-hmm. And four, four is so good. Four is so completely, <laughs> extremely yeah. fun and excellent. Yeah. Like it's um, just, hey, look, we modernized this in smart ways for the 1990s, you know, and it's just like, oh, this yeah. feels like a good RPG of the era. And it doesn't feel like it's lagged behind a generation or so. Yeah. I felt, it feels like a good square SNES game. Like yeah. it feels, it, it feels like that. Um, 
which was like some one of my favorite kinds of video game. Yep. Um, especially with those, and then they, it has those extremely classy comic book panel cutscenes. Oh, it's those very are so good. good. That was originally going to be a Sega CD game, and those were going to be anime scenes. But interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, they did. They did a great job. They did a fantastic job down. of making it work without yeah. you know that extra. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I th- oh, how ahead, how right? expensive was that cart when it came out? Though I paid eighty dollars. Yeah, that's eighty dollars of nineteen ninety money. I think that was like one of the biggest games ever at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was huge. A whole so like thirty-two games. It was, was thirty-two <laughs> megs. It was a thirty-two. I think it was Christ. one of the. I think it was the first thirty-two meg cart. But yeah, um, they made you pay for that shit. It was eighty fucking dollars. Well, if y'all had just bought a Sega CD, they wouldn't have had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine though, fa- an ex- Sega CD exclusive Fantasy Star? Oh, how revered man. that would be. That would in be the same yeah. van Sonic CD. Well, it would make sense in this case because that's actually a good game, whereas Sonic CD is not a good game. <laughs> but it would uh, have that level of prestige around yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. But more so, probably. A friend pointed out how sad it was that they they just nailed it with Fantasy Star Four like the flow, and then there was just yeah. no more. So yeah. there wasn't like a, a a Saturn Fantasy Star single player RPG. No. Nope. Um, but th- I will say that even though I didn't really form an emotional connection with the first two games, I feel like I'm forming a connection with them in retrospect because <laughs> this game, the way it plays with the music, the way it brings yeah. up the old characters, it like it feels like it's imbuing extra weight into yeah. those old stories it literally even you reuses a couple of old maps from fantasy star one yep it's so cute it's so clever um so i i'm i'm just having a ball with this i'm just there's it's just good rpg the fights are so fast oh my god yeah it's, um, it's such a brisk game like it's just like it's very chrono trigger ish yeah yeah um, I, I think there's like a kind of an, an arc to these games where like you go from like Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy four, Final Fantasy five, Final Fantasy six, Chrono Trigger, FF seven, um, where they kind of get that stronger, stronger command of how to um, like have moments of like emotional weight, mm. I guess. Like Final Fantasy four is very silly, like it, it oh, will kill yeah. off characters yeah. constantly and it's very and it's very dopey. That game um, hit me like a ton of bricks at age 10. <laughs> it hit me like a ton of bricks at age 10, too. Don't worry. A- age 8, I think. God. It's so funny playing that now and being like, oh, this is This see- is this very is- silly. I-, I did not recognize this as cheese at the time. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, like, even then, Final Fantasy IV, I-, I did replay it as an adult and fucking loved it. It's still just this it's still like this this rpg that just blazes by you're just running yeah. through all these areas getting all these cool bosses all these dungeons all these new or- original songs um all these cool cute gameplay ideas like it's still just a great fucking video game mm-hmm. um and i think that i i think a lot of people come into older late late 80s early 90s rpgs with kind of the expectation of this will make me feel the way that I don't know, Eris dying made me feel, or this will make me feel the way that um, these PS2 or like trails made me feel when they just weren't going for that. They they're even in fantasy star four, there's the cutscenes go by very quick. Yeah. There's not that much of them. You are spending most of your time running around mazes, mm-hmm. fighting enemies very fast. Yep. And 
that's extremely fun. It's extremely fun. And then the story like has just enough like cool moments, just enough like kind of season finale beats. Like you get introduced to a villain, you beat you success. You do a whole dungeon. You beat the villain. You're seven hours into the game. What? Oh God, there's a bigger villain. Oh God. Like the way it, the way it works those beats in like a care, a major character death. Um, you beat another major villain. Oh wait, there's something behind that. Um, I, my brain is kind of like because I played Final Fantasy Nine, and I was just like, "This is just stuff happening." Yeah, and I and I played Final Fantasy three and nine, and both of them are kind of like just stuff happening. But one of them I had a really good time with, and one of them I didn't. And I think it's just like FF nine is a little bit is pretty is stupid, but it also has way more cutscenes, way more writing. It's way more intrusive with the story. Yeah. And it's not fun to play because the ability system is miserable <laughs> and the battles are really slow. Oh, God. So, like... It's the total opposite of this. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't tell somebody to play Fantasy Star 4. It's like Trails. It's going to make you feel the way that Trails no, makes you feel. No, not at all, no. But I think this is, like, a, a good... This is, like, a... Okay, yeah, this is how you can just be an extremely fun video game using this format. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's like exactly what I needed. It's just hitting me so right. It's like one of my favorite things. So I, that, that was my brain babble about fantasy star. That's damn good game. Like that is a game that I absolutely yeah. love returning to. Like you know, that is like an every few years kind of game for me. So awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm, I'm having such a good time. Um, there's one other thing I, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, if you want to talk about it together, Polly, we both played Franken. Ah, oh, Franken is lovely. Holy Franken shit. Franken is a one hour itch game. It is a extremely lightweight RPG. Yeah. Um, Very influenced by the, For Him the Frog, for, for, for the Bell the Frog Tolls. Or frog. Yep, right. For the Frog the Bell Tolls and explicitly go. Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Made in the first RPG engine I ever worked with as a creator, uh, ORPGCE. Yep. The official yep. Hamster Republic are a role-playing game creation engine. That's that's very funny. Um, I just posted a link in the chat. Um, I I think that this this captures the joy of that kind of game oh, very God. effectively. Yeah, yeah. This I, was, I, this game was a fucking delight. Like I I had yeah. no idea what to expect going into this and came out the other side just smiling the whole fucking time like the, 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 the everything about it is great the writing is so fucking funny it's um, so goddamn funny uh, the, the the battle gimmicks just they they end up being funnier and funnier and funnier um the the music curation is incredible there's so much good shit they just direction. they just steal from, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is that old flash game energy of words. We're just taking music from stuff we like and throwing <laughs> it in there. It's extremely poly dungeon press face to win poly clicker yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With all this, all this um, gorgeous art, it's very. It, I, I was just immediately like, oh shit! This I remember. Th- I remember you t- mentioning pl- you're going to play it, and I was like. You're gonna like this one. This is the most slam dunk. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna hit right. Like we were in like I think five minutes in. It was like, oh, this mm. is so good. Yeah, that's splendidland.itch.io. Yep. Um, Franken. Um, and that's it. That's it for me. Good, good, good. Fucking video game. Absolutely play Franken. So good. It's like an hour long. You got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Come on. 
I think it's great at showing how you can fit like the kinds of um, fun of something like a final, of like an old SNES Final Fantasy and fit that into into a, a, like a, a little experience. hour long journey. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely fantastic. I, oh, um, fuck! I I guess I can say this. Hmm? Uh, I got featured in a. I got interviewed by Eurogamer. There you go, John. Fucking crazy. God, John is famous now. <laughs> Doesn't need us no more. Nah, nah. <laughs> Uh, specifically about micro RPGs and just talking about, I got to talk about a bunch of friends games. I got to um, go. I got to, there are, there are screen caps of golden rays of shun- sunshine from Sayori and um, fallen star from Tom. Yeah. We in got a, those in. Euro gamer. Got them and then, in. Or, or is it, or is it PC gamer? I think it might be I PC, think it's gamer. PC gamer. Yeah. Yeah. It was PC gamer. It was the same guy who did a piece in Euro gamer. Um, yeah. Um, about, uh, Edwin, who was super nice, who was super fun to talk to, um, but that that was that was really cool. So it's just literally talking about a bunch, me and a bunch of friends who making um, short game, shorter RPGs, and um, trying to fit that kind of arc into a smaller thing. So sure. yeah, talking about Fantasy Star Four, talking about this, it just it was like, oh, this all fits together. Oh, this is nice. Cool. Um, I'll, I'll post a link in the chat. Awesome. Yeah, John's and PC so gamer. Yo, what well, else have you been up to? Uh, I, I mean, I guess the last thing I did, uh, a little off the radar, I suppose. Nothing. I don't think anybody's really paid much attention to. Like, it's kind of sometimes you just got to dig around and find things that people. Yeah, we already did the ones that we were, everyone yeah, was waiting. We to already about. did all the big stuff, so I figured you know we'll close out with something a little more, uh, a, a little more subtle, something a little more under celebrated, <laughs> not really looked forward to, I guess. Um, I, uh, just played through and finished I, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative. Oh, did that come out? That came out, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a very cool Iba figure. It's oh very nice. Oh my god, the fucking saga. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I, I feel sorry for anybody that got their shit canceled and did not get their game and did not get their Iba figure. And I never thought, uh, I didn't know that I was going to get mine at all either. So it was just, it was a touch and go there for that entire <laughs> week prior to the game coming out. That was a whole disaster. Even when they shipped it, I was like, I bet these fuckers shipped the fucking regular edition. Yeah, like, I was waiting for that box to arrive. And, like, if that fucking UPS guy was going to hand me a box that was the size of a normal, like, we were going to have a problem. Problem. We're gonna have like, oh, a, like I imagine a crater would have just appeared in my front yard. Uh, but not thankfully, I got my big special edition. Um, good, it's, it's very good. My figure is very good. I'm very happy with it. Um, so I, I don't. I, I think most anybody listening to this podcast knows about I the Somnium Files at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah. my game of the year in like 2019. It's a uh, surreal murder mystery visual novel where you're a detective like visual novels they're real good that's a big uh, the big big theme this episode mm-hmm. um but you're a detective and you solve cases by diving into people's dreams to like put the pieces together of what happened in the real mm-hmm. world um and like this is like i think that this is a game that like just caught everybody off guard with Mm-hmm. how well it was able to balance like hard sci-fi uh realistic and meaningful human drama and a lot of over-the-top comedy that just like yeah. hits you out of nowhere like i still don't know that i've ever played like 
a, a video game or a visual novel that has the same voice that I, the Somnium Files, does. It's just such a unique and cool thing that it, like, thankfully demanded enough attention to, to, to yeah. get us a sequel. And yeah. um, we're going to talk about this one as spoiler-free as possible. I'm mm-hmm. still playing it, so yeah. Red, Red is still playing it, but I haven't finished the game, and I am going to be giving some final thoughts on it. So, right. like, if you'd rather not have my thoughts, like, color your expectations, I totally understand if you want to dip right now. Okay, bye. Later. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so the first thing is, like, uh, th- this game is not really at all tied to the original game story uh, by design. It, that's something yeah. that's just right up front that they're just like, hey, did you play the first game? It's such a funny question to get, like, as the like the third line of dialogue. Yeah, like, hey, we need to make sure we're on the right track here. Like, and, and if you choose to play, the, like, with all of that stuff on, which, I mean, I did, then the game gives yeah. you, like, these references and, and, and spoilers for the first game. But if you don't, it, like, removes any references to the events that occurred in the first game's investigation. Um... But I, like, like I, I don't think that this is the game that I would start with. I would still say just like if you're gonna play, if you're inter- at all interested in this, please go play the first game first. Like that, that, yeah. that first game is incredible. Um, it's like also like eight bucks on Steam. Right it is now. eight bucks on Steam until July seventh. So mm-hmm. you got a long while to get like like it's eight bucks on everything right now. Oh, nice. Uh, you can also play it for free on Game Pass. <clears throat> Uh, the original, not 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 uh, not Nirvana Initiative. So, uh, this game's uh, story uh, takes place simultaneously three months and six years after the original game, and it starts with like a perfectly bisected right side of a famous billionaire's body just gets dropped from the ceiling during a live game show. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I- I, I, I had a hard time. Game. I don't real. Feel, I don't really feel sorry for the guy. <laughs> sorry. I laughed when I started. I was like, "Oh, they killed Elon Musk." Oh no! Yeah, and like the way that. They, <laughs> Anyways, the way that they talk about him too, it kind of makes you feel like he was kind of based on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and and uh, it's also impaled. The, like the, the the corpse is also impaled with a sign containing a QR code that leads to this weird online video that's going to play a big role throughout the course of the game. And it actually works on your phone too. If you scan that oh, QR code, you can actually go watch the videos anytime that there's like a reference to a video. Like they're on there. Like you just scan it in. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is sort of like the like this sets up the six years ago portion of the game where. We play as a new detective, Ryuki, and his eyeball companion, Tama. And we investigate um, what's basically going to become like the half-body serial murders case. Um, Mm -hmm. And as the name might imply, there's going to be a lot more perfectly bisected human bodies popping up. Um, And um, thing that, like, I think that they were real ballsy with this because it kind of feels very Metal Gear Solid 2-y. Um... Throwing, oh. like because like they throw you into playing mostly as this new guy and it's just yeah. like and that cast from that first game is so strong that i feel that like everybody that's buying this game immediately is just like oh like mizuki is on the cover our precious baby daughter has grown up we <laughs> want to spend time with our precious baby daughter um 
and they don't jump you right into that. Well, they, uh, they give you a taste. You plays her for like yeah, twenty minutes. Like plays her for like twenty minutes, and then like twenty hours as Ryuki. I was just like, I was seriously starting to wonder if we were ever going to get back to her. I did, yeah. Like I was really, really shocked. Um, I was. I said to you, did they? Did they hoodwink us? Like, did, and the thing is, like, it's Uchikoshi, so I could see him doing it. Like he would have the balls to do something like that. Yeah. Um. But I was immediately taken uh, with Ryuki and Tama's dynamic. Like, they are really, really cool characters. Like, Ryuki is also a rich boy um, who's just kind of a cop for whatever reason. Like, he drives, like, his ride is a limousine. Yeah. You ride around in the back of a limousine anytime, like, you're between uh, between checkpoints on the map or something, or you're, or you're, mm-hmm. or you're like, got some downtime on the investigation. You're in the back of his fucking rich boy limousine with his hot eyeball girlfriend. Um, and it, it, it's just. Who, yeah. His hot is, eyeball girlfriend who makes sex jokes constantly. That's where is, they shoved all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have Date this time around, so we got to put the sex jokes somewhere. And it's just so much more fun and empowering when it's a woman that has that part of the dynamic, and the guy is just like, <laughs> come on, would you like chill a little bit, please? <laughs> but you can also tell he kind of secretly likes it. <laughs> um, Good. And it's not the same flavor as Date and Aiba from the first game, where, like, that's a very specific dynamic, and mm. those two just bounce off of each other so naturally. But, like, it's still, like, a similar playfulness within that new mm. dynamic. Like, I, I just settled into loving these two real quickly with how, like, they got along together. It just it just felt real good. Um, <clears throat> so you got that. And then we have the six years later portion of the game, which is from the perspective of grown-up Mizuki, our precious baby daughter from the first game. Mm-hmm. And she just kicks yeah. all kinds of ass. We love her to death. Um, and she's become a member of Abyss for some reason. And she's Aiba's new partner. And they get involved in this story because six years after the right side of the dead billionaire showed up, his left side showed up suddenly in the fucking <laughs> middle of a soccer field. <laughs> like what okay. okay and that that's kind of like that's all i really want to say about yeah. the details of the story really? because it's an uchikoshi game you're going on a fucking ride um, they immediately start saying things like perhaps it traveled through dimensions oh my god they just get right into it you are yeah. like th- you are three hours into the game when a woman is like let me tell you about the philadelphia experiment oh when my a- god yes yeah. <laughs> when, bo- <laughs> when a boat is said to have transport transported 200 miles away it's like oh good teleportation let's go okay this game this game got me one of the characters is like have you ever heard of simulation theory Uh-oh. and i'm like and I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. And then she explains it. And it's one part in particular about how quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. like quantum particles will behave differently if they're observed or not. Yeah. And how, how similar that is to when stuff is off screen in a video game. And I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Damn it, Uchikoshi! Is, is simulation theory real? The way she's like, oh yeah, quantum behaves like that because they're saving on processing power. Like, Linking it to a video game was a way to it get me to be so like, so smart. It uh, was so smart uh. of her. It was so goddamn smart of her to, of them to write that because that immediately hooks yeah. you. That taps into like people who may be zoning out, listening to this very intelligent woman tell you about simulation theory. And then she says video game. And then that snaps <laughs> you right back into it. 
It's so smart. Yeah. But, like, yeah, this this game is a ride. It, it's going to be predictably littered with revelations and twists and deceptions and lots and lots of absurd silliness. Um, and um, it, it plays a lot uh, basically similar to that original game. Like, you're still doing a lot of the same investigation, mm-hmm. point-and-click type of stuff. They added a new VR investigation mode where you analyze situations more thoroughly, where... Like, your AI ball partner will create a virtual representation of the crime scene so that you can uh, go explore it and put the, piece, yeah. put the pieces together. And that's really fun. Um, I really like those segments. I like those segments a lot. Like, it's just, it's nice getting a character to move around a 3D yeah, environment for a yeah. little bit without being on a timer like Insomniums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's very cool. Like, they, they talk a lot of interesting environmental puzzles in there and maybe not telegraphed as good as they should be but but it's like look okay it's your first time trying this new way of doing yeah. things so I, like it's fine like i got stuck on a couple of them I, there's one in particular that l- i've literally had to help four people with um i i've watched i've watched people stream oh. this game and people is it get, the seven number it's, thing it's the seven number puzzle where people they get, don't you're right about Iba will help you on puzzles, and then Tama doesn't. Tama yeah. just says, fucking solve it. Yeah, Tama, like, it's really funny, because that actually is the same Insomniums later, too, where, like, you could, t- like, talk to Tama, and she's just like, yeah, I mean, here's a vague idea. And, like, in later Insomniums, Iba will just be like, do you want me to solve it for you? I fucking got hit with a, do you want to- Iba to just solve the puzzle prompt, like, five times, because I kept fucking up, yeah. and I had oh to keep God. thinking no. <laughs> It's I'll very use my hyper processing to help you through this stupid puzzle. It's very funny because it fits those characters' personalities too. Where like, like Tama is just kind of just like, you know, whatever, dude. You know, you fucking know this, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, like I like that extra stuff. The way that like you know, they let you kind of mm-hmm. interact with the world a little more, and it adds a little yeah. stuff. Makes you feel more like an investigator and not just playing a point and click game. Um, yeah. And uh, I think the Somniums are pretty good uh, this time around, too. They're minus one. There's one of them that I don't I don't like at all. Uh, I got through that so quickly. I was like, oh, is that the, the stealth one that you freaked out I, about? I have no idea. <laughs> dude, I have no idea why it was so fucking miserable for me. Like, I felt like his back would be to me and I would go to make a move and it would still fucking get me. It's like, what is I had no idea what was happening. That's weird, because for me, it was like, oh, I got caught, and then I looked, and he turned his back, and then I moved, and it was fine. I was like, huh. Um, uh, and, and, and some other cool stuff with the Somniums, along with being just really well-designed this time around, um, and, and just really cool little spaces to interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've added some uh, difficulty options for people that, like, if you want to take your time, you can, like, bring it down to, like, where every every bit of time that you consume in insomnium is just you can bring it down to i think about one fourth i think um and once you finish insomnium you can go back to it with unlimited time and then do all the interactions and find all the eyeballs you miss like because there's like there's like hidden eyeballs in every one of them like there's like five (laughs) and you you can just go back and like play the somnium again and um yeah like like that that is a cool feature i think and i think that like adding some accessibility to that stuff um, because I know a lot of people that actually like they liked the game, but like the time stuff was maybe just like they, it kind of freaked them out maybe more than it did. Like I thought the first game was mostly pretty easy. 
yeah. but I can see how like that stuff might be irritating for people that are just really averse to timers and stuff. And like the game mm-hmm. is just always hounding you, it's like Dante, six minutes. <laughs> I finished one in this game with ten seconds left. I felt so cool. Dude, I did. I just, I finished one with 0.22 seconds left. Whew. That's cutting it close. It was crazy because the, the screen was distorted in such a way where I couldn't actually see Pewter's <laughs> message saying, you, you're out of, you're it was out straight of up time. under 10 seconds. I, I heard him screaming, but the, like, I couldn't see the screen. I was just like, if I just touch that thing over there, it might end. And then it did. And I was like, yes. Yeah. There's also like they really gamify the Somniums because there's also like a bonus for finishing with yeah. over a second left. Yeah, they did that so in the like, first one too. There was a bonus for that too. You got so bonus, like you the, got bonus art yeah. and stuff. Cool. So like if the if you have sixty seconds left and the final action takes seventy seconds, you'll still win. Yeah. But you'll f- win it like point zero 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 one seconds. Yeah. So it doesn't give you the thing. So you have to really play conservatively perfectly to get those. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about the Somniums in this one is that they make a lot more sense. Yeah, they like, do. They're better at puzzles. I think that, like, they, like, they, you can think of it within the logic of the person that you're sinking into, and I think mm-hmm. that it makes the puzzles make more sense. Whereas, like, the first yeah. one, I don't think they 100% nailed that on the first one, but the, but, like, the Somniums in this one definitely feel very tied to the yeah. characters and the logic of the way everything works. It's very smart. I I do kind of like how they were in the original game where it was just it was it was just trial and error guessing. Yeah, just straight up dream like, logic. They put so much comedy into that. Yeah. yeah. Of like, oh, the answer is to bite the doorknob and then pull it <laughs> off. Like they were completely absurd in a yeah. way this one isn't. Yeah, yeah. And I I think they probably did that as a concession to the people that maybe thought some of the stuff in that first game did feel a little too trial yeah. and error-y. Because it's frustrating when you're also under the time yeah. of like, yeah. oh, I'm using 40 seconds to do a joke answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool, I, thanks. I think going forward, I, I think they should just take the time out. Like, I don't know that it really adds much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think gamifying that stuff, like, maybe makes it feel a little weird. I, and you, and story-wise, you can justify it. Be like, oh, we've been using this tech so long now that, you know, the time limit no longer. Yeah. Like I think that it would be fine to just make those adventure game segments more, so you could you'd have, you could you could have time to just play around with everything because there are so many somniums this time around where like I wanted to take time and just like oh my god I want to do everything yeah. and and you can't because you're on a timer and you want to get on with the story so that's what I'm doing now is I'm like now that I'm post games I'm just going back through yeah. the somniums and doing everything that I didn't do the first time. Um, but, yeah, there's like one somnium where at the start you can learn three different magic spells. <laughs> But then I think I ran out of time, so then I knew which one which you actually one you need. Have, yeah. And then the other two, you don't actually ever need to use them. So it's like, oh, so now I'm just missing funny fail options. Yeah. 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 It, the timer stuff is weird because I think it can be cool when it works and you finish with like 10 right, seconds it, left. Yeah, but most of the time I finish with like a minute and a half left or yeah. like 30 seconds and it's just not that intense. Yeah, I get or that it's, you just... it's a conceit of the uh, of the lore, and they want to and and like that time limit meant something like storyline yeah. wise in the first game. And yeah, true. It, does, it doesn't so much in this one, um, or so you say. Maybe who knows? <laughs> but yeah, like like the Somnium stuff this time around is really really fun. Like I I I, I enjoyed getting to pull out pen and paper mm-hmm. and 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 puzzle out some oh of my that God, stuff. That fucking 
that one in the particular math, was... the goddamn math dungeon oh it was like i'm the one that loved that one i didn't <laughs> dislike it i just guessed a lot and was right every single time one of them is so easy like they like i knew what the one was gonna be when with the three numbers I was like, oh, like when I got the first number, I was like, I know what it is, but I'm going to puzzle the rest of this out. And then I was right. I, did, I didn't I didn't get any of them, though. I just went, oh, it's probably this. And then it was. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, I think the Somniums this time, I think there's just way more Somniums yeah, in this one. Yeah, there is, I, I think. Because in the first game, every single Somnium was a branch point in the story. Yeah. And, and this, they're not. Yeah. So there's just like twice as many, and they're all much more diverse and kind of gimmick that they have yeah 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 like there's one that is a very big parody of another game that's just <laughs> very funny oh god yeah and there's so many things you can do in it oh it's so good yeah they, the they were having the music at that one part <laughs> i died i fucking yeah. died <laughs> They goes they, there's some there's jokes in this game that they go so far with and then they go one step further and it's just really it's a, yeah, the deal. That's what made the original work too was like they they do they go they go harder on the joke than you think they would like making Iba put a pot on her head and then she'll just keep it on her head the rest of the somnium. It's like that kind of shit you just don't see. I actually had that happen in this one too. There was a pumpkin that you didn't yeah. need to investigate, and then I ended up with a pumpkin for a while. I I, uh, I did uh, one somnium where I uh, stuck a I stuck a glass of uh, brandy uh, uh, in into Ryuki's <gasps> head, and it got stuck. <laughs> it was really good. Um, but anyway, like I, I think that this game's strength, moving on, is is still mm -hmm. like in the way you just come to really love all of the characters by the end. Like, yeah. these, these performances and the material they're given to work with, just, like, it puts them so high up on the list for me in regards of, like, visual novel casts. Like, they're all funny. They're relatable. The stories take turns that'll, like, break your heart sometimes. Like, it, it's hard to not get invested. And um, I, I think that, the, like, the problem that the game does run into is the fact that it's a much larger cast now because mm -hmm. it does incorporate a lot of returning characters that like the new cast like like it it needs to focus on that new cast and i think that it loses that focus a bit so yeah. like i feel like some of the threads end up feeling a bit underdeveloped mm -hmm. um like like most everyone still gets a very good amount of screen time and their stories do mostly wrap up in a satisfactory way there's just a lot of depth i feel can be missing sometimes um, um i've definitely felt that as way as well of like You've got almost the entire first game cast and this new yeah. cast. And it's like the first game cast sh maybe should have backed off a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, like there are some that obviously need to be there, like Boss and Date. Um, yeah, oh, not not Boss, of course. Yeah, like Boss, boss, boss. Ca boss. You cannot take Boss. No, no, I will not play a game yeah. without Boss in it. <laughs> no, no, don't don't make that threat. They'll they'll kill her in the first ten no! minutes. No, no. Goddamn, I would cry. Fucking love boss. I'm gonna marry her. Um, I believe. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I love that, despite the fact that there's likely a lot of pressure uh, to make this game more accessible, because mm -hmm. the first one was more like it ended up being more popular than they realized. Um. I think that there was a lot of pressure to make this one more accessible too, because like there's a not any blood in this game. Weirdly enough, that first game's it's really violent. <laughs> like this given game, the whole. 
Yeah, given the, the whole premise of bodies being sliced down the middle yeah, perfectly, there's, no blood there's at like all. almost there is a little bit of blood, but very, very little compared to I saw. I remember I saw a scene from the first game the other day a of character a character gets being fucking, killed. A character gets yeah. fucking cut in half, man. And that one is v- very bloody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this game has a basically a T rating in Japan. Uh, yeah. So that tells you how much they kind of toned it down. It's very VLR in the same way where, like, 999 caught a little traction there, and they were like, hey, maybe tone it down a little bit. Uh, and it feels like this. But despite that, they didn't back off of how absurd this fucking game is and how absolutely silly it is from the jump. Like, everything that, like, you loved about that first game, like, just how silly it can be and just how unafraid it is of throwing a really dumb joke into a serious moment they lean into yeah. 700 times harder in this game and I, I really love that they kept that tone because again i think that that's very important to this game's voice is that it be able to do that and it feel like it's not trying too hard to do that and i still think that they're at that point where they're not trying too hard like they know they got a good thing and they know how to do it and they're not hyper aware of it and trying to make it work it just we write this naturally and this feels pretty good um so i guess my final uh opinion on the game um i guess uh mm, i I think that like i don't think this game sticks to landing as gracefully as the first game um i mean the first game tied that knot it gave every character big resolution yeah like the first game it felt almost effortless with how it got everyone to where they needed to be by the end and nirvana initiative can often feel like it's trying to hammer jagged edges into round edges (laughs) in some real ham-fisted ways sometimes and i have a feeling that like the main gimmick of the game is maybe going to be highly divisive, but I'll let everybody figure that <laughs> out on their own. The climax didn't hit me quite as hard either. Aww. And I think that that's largely because um, I, the Somnium Files climax is, is like that, that game it's based in a very personal matter. Mm. Whereas Nirvana initiative is more procedural in like, mm. Like, you're trying to figure out, like, well, how is this case working? Like, it's not operating on that same um, personal um, and yeah. personal level of intensity that um, that first game has, where when you get to that climax, you feel it in your heart. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Nirvana Initiative is more focused on, like, this is the, 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 the police side of things, the procedural side, the detective stuff. We're going to make all of that come together and wow you with that. Uh, there are still a lot of emotional moments. There are still a lot of things that are going to hit you in the feels really hard, but it won't be the climax, I guess. And that, I think that that maybe let me down a little bit just because that first game set such a precedent for the kind of writing that I really like. Like, I just, I just like mm. really deeply personal stories. And like that, like there, there was like really heavy stakes there that they set up at the last part of that first game. Um, Whereas the second game approaches that same thing where it's just like, this game just happens on a much bigger scale. Where I feel that, like, the first game, it was operating on a smaller scale, a smaller budget, fewer characters to work with, so we're we're telling this more emotional story. Whereas, like, now we can, like, blow this up a little bit, 
We got a bit more of a budget. We got a lot more characters to work with. We can put a lot more pieces on the board and move them around into different places and make these situations work. Maybe in a bit of a contrived way, but we'll make it work. Um, How does that compare with the Zero Escape games in your head? I think that, like, this feels maybe a little more Zero Escape-y to me. That's kind of what it was sounding like to me. Like, because to me, my experience with Zero Escape was like each game kind of having that big sci-fi lore explosion at the end yeah. and watching those pieces come together was clearly like the main attraction. Whereas I seemed a little more of that kind of personal yeah. Nielsey stuff. Yeah. And like this game's climax is still good. It's still awesome as fuck doing what you get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that first game's climax is again, it's, I think it's just more personal and terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more personal and terrifying. Whereas this one is more like, procedural and and over the top and 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 just like oh shit we're in the middle of some shit right now and we need to handle it <laughs> um yeah absolutely i still like this game a lot like yeah. i don't want it twisted I, but the fact that like i'm a little disappointed with it but you know like there are other things that i think about yeah, it that mm-hmm. felt kind of inevitable yeah i think yeah i was i was prepared very for difficult that. yeah the, the first game felt to me like Ghost Trick, where it was like such this self-contained package. Yeah. I was always kind of a little wary yeah. of a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like they like like and, and that's a horrible thing to say, because like Nirvana Initiative doesn't need to exist. I'm glad that it does, because it's I still yeah. get like I still like I still had so much fun being around all of these characters that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun learning about all of these new characters and seeing their stories come together. Just the fact that I'm a bit disappointed with a few things with it, like, doesn't bring it down to just like, oh, it's a shit game or anything. It's just like, look, that first game is such a milestone, and it was such lightning in a bottle. It's like, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. tried, you didn't hit it a second time, but the game that you gave me, I'm still satisfied with. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. I, I can't That's be awesome. mad at this game. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, I might have been a little let down with it, but I still like it a lot. Thanks for digging into that. I, I enjoy getting that kind of kind of nuanced rundown. Yeah, 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 yeah. With these things. I know, because everyone on the internet, it's, it's either the best ever or yeah, shit. Yeah. Thumbs yeah. up or thumbs down. Yeah. Like, I, I, no, like, I, like, I can't go, like, hardcore either way on it, because, like, it's not the best game I've ever played, and it's not, like, trashy, shitty shit. It's just, there's a lot of yeah. nuance here. It's like, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I can reconcile my feelings with the things that I'm disappointed mm-hmm. with, but I can also say, like, I played this game for like 20 or 30 hours and I know that I was sitting there with a big smile on my face for most of it. So yeah. like, I can't say that this is a bad game just because it let me down a little bit. It's still the boss good. fights are really fun. <laughs> there you go. God. The boss fights are really fun. <laughs> I mean, my worst fear for this was that it was going to be like a dark souls two of like, Oh, the Uchikoshi oh. not involved at all. And it's just oh, a total, God soulless well that was the that was the worry at first when the yeah. game was first announced like his name was not on any of the materials and he had to be uh, like no guys i'm involved i'm i i am writing this game oh my yeah. god i remember that, that now i remember yeah, that moment so like, where he posted about it we definitely avoided like the worst case scenario, yeah. scenario of it it actually is really bad yeah like mm-hmm. it's still a very good game i just think the first game was very hard to yeah. follow up like that for like it, it's not take like like the fact that the first game is so fucking is near flawless as it is you can't like i can't use that as a cudgel against this game because this yeah. game is st- like despite the fact that it has that name it's I, I think it is still trying to do something different 
Uh, it's still trying to like mm-hmm. evoke a lot of those same feelings and vibes, but it wants to do something different. It's not trying to just be that first game again, and I respect that. You might not have mm-hmm. hit everything, but I get it. Like it, it, Poncho Smith in the chat says, it wasn't everything it could have been, but it has a lot of good points. Yeah. Like, again, and again, like you still love, like my understand, like the the zero escape games didn't hit you the way I did, as right. I understand. Yeah. And you still like have, care about those games a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like I love the Zero Escape games, and it's just like I I, mm-hmm. I understand that like that they, they don't have kind of like that emotional hook for mo- a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they are more about like that fun sci-fi twist when you get to it uh, for the most part. Because they get so fucking twisty, so fucking bonkers by the end. It's ridiculous. Yep. You know, yeah. like it does have those emotional moments, but I think that like when you look at like Zero Time Dilemma, I feel that like I the Somnium Files is like what he wanted to do with that game like when mm-hmm. you look at how the when you look at how i the somnium files is presented um a lot of the writing and a lot of the way that everything is set up i feel it like that's kind of what he wanted to do with that game but maybe just couldn't at the time or the, the vision hadn't fully got there yet um mm-hmm. and we'll remember or, or the and budget we'll, and we'll remember that i still love ztd like i am that person that mm-hmm. that's my game of the year of that year so uh, and, and that has not changed. Like, and I've seen a lot of people replay that game, and I've enjoyed it every time. Um, cool. But yeah, like, I, like uh, I the Somnium Files has always kind of felt like some kind of evolution of what he was wanting to do with Zero Time Dilemma and sort of changing how a visual novel has to be presented um, and how you can play around with that structure and the game shape and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, got you to say shape. Yeah, I knew it was gonna <laughs> have to. It's gonna have to happen at some point. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with Nirvana Initiative. Like I, I had a great oh. damn time. This game put me in a good headspace, a time in the world where God oh, damn it, we just need it, right? Like this game can need that. This game fell into my lap at exactly the moment I fucking needed it. So hey, <laughs> the game it, it saved me a week of going out of my fucking mind. <sighs> That sounds nice. That sounds like a nice thing to have a visual novel do when when things are when the world yeah. is awful. Yeah, instead of one bending you over its knee and gaslighting you into a fucking pulp. <laughs> Just what you needed this week. Yeah. <sighs> sounds like you should have pla- Sounds like you should have played I the Somnium Files, John. <laughs> sounds like I should have played I the Somnium Files. And then play 13 Sentinels, goddammit. Yeah, oh, goddamn 13 Sentinels. So those, are, those are like the ones, because they're both like got y'all, y'all's yeah. like high on your list. So yeah. yeah. They're definitely way up there. Yeah. I imagine like you gotta like, you're, you're saving those for like the perfect moment, like for busting out that perfect bottle of champagne and finally popping it. Like, all right, this has got to be a special moment. <laughs> I think John works in mysterious ways. I, I think. Do. No I, one saw Fantasy Star 4 coming? No, I didn't. Absolutely <laughs> did not. But I'm absolutely happy that it happened. Yep. It keep, just keeps on. You, you just got to let the brain do what it wants. Yeah. The I brain, think. And yeah, sometimes yeah. the brain says, let's do Fantasy Star 4. Yeah. And other times it says, let's play Omineko. And then sometimes it betrays you. <laughs> By saying, let's play Kingdom Hearts. So I say, and then, yes. And then that's the thing. I literally, I considered, what if, just imagine living in a, a life where I never play any bad RPGs at all. Isn't that really what? sad to consider? Isn't it, isn't it sad to imagine, like, just going through your whole life without playing any bad oh, RPGs? Oh, yeah, terrible. What a horrible fate. You sound I like, mean that like, you sound like Jetstorm. 
<laughs> I mean that like earnestly. It's like you get, you gotta get some of them in there. You gotta cut cut the good stuff with other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, I did play a lot of Neptunia games though. <laughs> Wait a minute. A Wait a minute. Games. I think that those games are by and large considered bad games, though we like them. That, that's basically what I meant there. It's like I think that people. I think people. I hate call that you're those, right. <laughs> like people call those games bad, despite the fact that we like them. But I know that like I I, I love them. Wasn't Rebirth one also a game of the year for you? Uh yes. Yeah. Over Undertale. Yep, I put it over Undertale. Perfect. Perfect. That was so choice. Yep, that was the I, only year we could have possibly had a full, a full sweep for all sweep three of us. Yeah, Neptunia was the one that Neptunia broke it. And I, and I it. Love like, that. Like, you got to go with your heart. I do. Yeah, I think bad RPG is like comes in extremely wide. Shades yeah, I think, of Polly, I think you mean bad RPG that you like, and I, I, I mean that, and I also mean bad RPGs that I don't like. You need to get good RP, good game, good RPGs that you like, bad RPGs that you don't like, and bad RPGs that you like. You need all three to be happy. Like, like I can uh, accept the, yeah. the <laughs> that the food pyramid of RPGs. Exactly. Exactly. God damn it. Like I can accept Rebirth One as like air quotes a bad RPG, yeah, but yeah. I still really like it. But then there's the very original Neptunia game, which is just a bad RPG. Ooh, what game's just real bad? Oh, like God. just actually unplayable yeah, on a mechanical like level. Like on a mechanical level, it's actually busted because you actually have to skip the animations to do damage. Oh my God, it's insane. When you guard like you don't break directly in, heal. When you yeah, you can't directly heal. It's all based on percentages. They may heal. <laughs> Uh, you have a limited number of healing items to do to do so with. Um, it, when you guard break an enemy, if you aren't skipping animations, you're wasting time because the the, the guard break an, the guard break uh, meter goes back up in real time. So you've got to skip Insane. the animations to do damage. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh God! How did they? How did that's a they, great. That's a great tangent. <laughs> how like did that. they let that out? How did they let that out? Like, who thought that was a good system? Like, who played that? every level and said yeah that's yeah. what we're putting out i liked neptunia one i didn't like it enough to jump into the other games but i played that and i was like yeah that was, I, I liked a lot of the systems again there. rebirth one rebirth rebirth one, one. The, the fixed yes. version yeah like the and version, also the one that was very short the version that was literally based on like three iterations where they like you know yeah. they got that and then they like mk2 not quite there and then victory like where it's okay the third game now we're going to take that third game and remake the first and second games Yep. What a what was my video games, man? <laughs> oh, weird. We talked about them on this episode of. I gave my I gave my copy of Neptunia to Rhett. Yeah, and I played it for like twenty minutes and was like, "I'm sorry, Polly. This no, was a beautiful I, gift." I one hundred percent expected that. I sent it to you because I wanted you to just have it. It wasn't a matter of like, "Oh, I okay. want you to play that." It was. I, I really it, tried to play it and was just like, "This is this is awful, unplayable." It's also like fifteen frames a second. Like, yeah, like it's, all these extremely bizarre design choices, and then also like feels like sludge to play yeah on like every level it's every, broken it's a, it's amazing well the story's probably fine yeah the, the story, story seems is cute and funny the story is, is really good i've watched the story on youtube and it's yeah this is a, a very cut. it's a cute story oh lord cecile says um kind of want to put together a list of top shelf champagne games to get to later oh. <laughs> and i was like i have made versions of this list since high school it has slowly evolved over and my then that list has evolved over time it's excellent. 
Oh wow, they actually like yeah. There's there's another version of Rebirth or, or another version of Neptunia One called Reverse, yeah, which is Neptunia PS5 One version. that runs on console decently. Yeah, that's a thing. Those games never ran super well even on PC. <laughs> remember anytime I, I like, anytime I would guard break in 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 Neptunia Rebirth Two, I remember I would have like a half a second stutter. Nice. Yeah, it was real good. <laughs> Man, we put up a lot of shit for those games, didn't we? Not me. <laughs> Not John. Not John. It's just because we're the, we're the ones with taste, John. No, that was a I I was a joyous. Um, that was very joyful to watch watch happen. That yeah. was a joyful period of. The, the, we would have kept going, but they just stopped making remotely they, decent ones. Yeah, yeah. like they're just kind of like, yeah, we're done trying. <laughs> ah, damn. So it goes. Oh, it goes. So I think See, you need you need you need you need all different flavors for RPGs. That's life. Sometimes. I think Sometimes. that's I think that's a, I think that is a podcast. Absolutely. I think we're I, we're I, gonna so we're gonna go ahead and uh, get ourselves on out of here. But before we do, John Thayer, where can the internet folks find you at home on uh, the internet? Uh, the pages of PC Gamer Magazine mm. and FarawayTimes.itch.io and. It. Where can they find you? Watching anime. You, Go yeah. watch more anime. I want. I'm gonna try to this time around. There's a few that I actually want to watch. Nice. Banana fish. Banana don't, fish. Don't actually watch that one. I I'm don't not know. gonna watch. No, I'm not gonna watch that one. No. no it's no. good, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really need to get the 86. So I, I think I'm gonna do uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Re up that crunchy oh, roll. More fantasy star. You should. You should. As mm-hmm. good as video game. Millie, you're just in time for us to end the show. Oh. <laughs> and you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I do a bunch of stupid VTuber stuff and all that fun stuff. So yeah. Yeah. We are gonna get on out of here for another few weeks, but till next time, want you to remember that we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.